Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean, and also with me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. I did some Supreme Court reading last night. Feeling pretty good. All right. And also joining us is Mr. Aunt Pooh. Sir, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. All right, man. So, <laughs> Mr. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got a two-month-old, and I'm trying everything to put her to sleep. Right now, she's on Mr. Rogers, so I've been that's been on repeat. Wow, Mr. Rogers. Now, is this the new, is this the old-school Mr. Rogers, or I know they got some new thing now. I don't know, I don't know about the new. I don't know what about the new old Mr. Rogers? School. Well, it's, yes. it, it takes place in his world or something. I've seen it on, uh, it's on, you know, it's on my uh, daughter's Kindle. It'll go across it sometimes, and it's some other little character but it's in the Mr. Rogers, you know, universe or something. I was very weird. I was like, man, they're keeping this thing going. If they put somebody up there and call him Fred Rogers, all hell. Is yeah, no, no, no. It's it's like a cart. I don't know if it's a cartoon or I, I can't think of what it is now, but it's like a little character or something. Like, right. a, like an animal or something, but it takes place in, in that, that one. It's in that brand they're trying to use. I'm like, the kids right. don't even know what this is, but I guess they were trying to appeal maybe to the adults to, Oh, I remember what that is. Let you watch this. But anyway, this is not a show about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, so I don't want to go down that tangent. Uh, man, some things we can talk about. And uh, timely as it is, uh, and I, this is going to force me to put this out today or first thing in the morning because the Grammys are coming up tomorrow as of this recording in 2018. And, you know, at this point for me, I ain't gonna speak for the rest of the fellas. I don't know too much about like the new stuff popping to to have some opinions on some of this stuff, but I did look at the list of artists on here and I and I've heard some of these records. Uh so I mean we jump in this for a quick second on some of these categories. Um for instance, like record of the year. Uh stuff that I would recognize is uh Redbone. You know, Charlie, Char, uh, Jimmy Childish, Gambino, you know, Donald Glover. That was a big song. I, I play that song a lot. I used to at least. Uh, the story of OJ, the Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, it's it's four forty four. Say it again. It's four forty four. No, not record. No, I said not record album. of the year, record. not album. We're not talking about oh. the albums. So actually, slow down. <laughs> uh. Humble, Kendrick Lamar. That song's up. Uh, 20, 24K Magic, Bruno Mars. I've definitely heard that. The only song in here that I am not familiar with is Despacado. I knew I knew it. Despacito. Despacito. Okay. It's uh, uh, Louis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, and Justin Bieber. I don't think I've heard that song before, but maybe I haven't. Didn't have no idea what it is. Um, have you guys heard these songs? I've heard them all. Oh, okay. What, what what would be your pick? Well, I actually voted for Bruno Bruno oh, Mars. See, see how you threw that little. I've actually voted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but but I gotta give a shout out to uh to Ant because before mm-hmm. oh yeah. Before I even you know knew about the balloting all that months ago, Ant turned me on to the Jay Z album, so I was very familiar with that. 
Okay. And as much as I respect Jay-Z's business acumen, I had not been a big fan of his music because I wasn't familiar with it. So this is, I was the first time I really you know took a listen to his stuff. And the whole 444 album is really thoughtful. And the story of OJ is just, it's great, you know, composition-wise. It makes you think. But, you know, I wanted something that wanted to, you know, make me get up and dance. And I hear 24K, I'm like, hey, 24 Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but wow. I think, you know, Jay-Z will get some hardware, definitely. All right. Uh, and Pooh, who would you uh, pick out of this bunch? Uh, well, me, story of OJ, just because of the social commentary in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if it's just music, musicality, I am going to go with Be Humble. I just love that whole hmm. beat, and you can just rock with it all the way through. Plus, you know, anytime, and I know I'm going to catch some heat for this, the hook is, bitch, sit down, be humble. <laughs> Okay. Feeling that. <laughs> Something tells me I know you. <laughs> but right. I gotta. But hold on, real quick. I gotta spank uh, Mark a tad bit. How are you saying you hadn't got into Jay Z's music when there's a song perfect for you? Big Pimpin'? Come on, man. That should you know be what? your thing song. I've walking never into heard the that court. Song. Wow. Never heard that song before. But but again, uh, you you, you probably know. heard it, and just didn't know what it was. That's when I read. When I read, um, oh, there's a Jay-Z biography, Empire State of Mind. I recently read that. And they mentioned various songs within the context of the book. And there's one that I really liked. Oh, shit. I'm I'm crazy now. Oh, it's the one that the the video is shot on like the south of France. And it's got Danica Patrick in it. Oh, show me what you got. That. That's my jam. I love that. (laughs) All right, Uh, man. There's a couple of songs. Some of a couple, actually, about three of these songs I actually actively were were playing a lot, uh, which is a surprise to me because I don't. I'm not normally up. I'm not normally up on the new stuff, but it would come between Redbone, Story of OJ, and 24K Magic. And if I went strictly by probably how many plays the song has gotten on my, you know, Google Play, you know, it shows you the number of times you play the song, it would probably end up being Redbone. Because that song, I've, I've played it to death, uh, you know, so, and, I, and I like it. But I will say this, though, about that song, and it's not a knock on it, but it is, you know, it's a throw, super throwback you know, you could mistake it for a Bootsy or something like that. But I think they did that on purpose. But I think it's a good song. It's catchy. Uh, it's a weird kind of song. And it, I like that the fact that uh, a song that's sort of weird like that is so popular. Because normally it's, you know, you don't hear those types of songs get a lot of play. I, I put that song in a category of, and I'm not comparing this quality, but I'm saying like, like if I was your girlfriend or, um, you know, wow. may, the, may the force would be with you, Bootsy or something like that. It just sort of has that. And I think there's a parliament song that it sounds like as well, but I like that style. So I would probably pick that one, but you know, I would also probably, I would love story of OJ. I think that's dope. 
and 24K Magic, though that's not really my favorite of Bruno's stuff, but I acknowledge that that's a big song, and it is the cut. You know, it's a, it's a, you, you want to dance to it. So anyway, um, let's see. Uh, let's go to album of the year. Uh, so we've got Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino, 444, Jay-Z, Damn, Kendrick Lamar, uh, <laughs> Melodrama, Lord, and then 24K Magic, Bruno Mars. We'll go to our resident Grammy voting member, Mr. Big Sexy. So let me ask you, are you a, are you allowed to give your votes publicly like this? I, I just thought about that. I don't you know, know what? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we this will come out afterwards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this came down to a choice between 24K and 444. Uh, I listened to Childish Gambino, and honestly, I was not familiar with him outside of his work on Atlanta. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. You know, I really like what he did. Kendrick Lamar, I liked. Lord, I did not care for. And <clears throat> I made up my mind at like the last minute and went with Jay-Z simply because Bruno's, whoever's producing Bruno in studio, and I've said this about him, his last you know, three albums, they don't catch the fire that is his that is his performance. They just don't. Wow. So, t- tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. But go ahead. This is your opinion. <laughs> you look at his live performance of like Perm and you hear the studio version too. This is night and day. Okay. Well, I hate that song, so I'm not going to argue. Perm is a cut, man. That's the last one song I stripped from the album with no He did that at BET Awards and I was like, where the hell is this? I heard it on the album and I was like, okay, I need the live version. Exactly. Now, if they catch that, even a portion of that intensity, he walks away with it. Now, conversely, Jay-Z, like Ant said a moment ago, the social commentary that is, you know, woven throughout the entire, you know, disc is just thought-provoking. It's a man. I don't want to call the cat middle-aged by any stretch, but when you get in... Oh, he is. When you get in this genre of music, you don't see people talking about, for lack of a better phrase, adult issues, which he's talking about. The one song, you know, I, I, again, help me out with the lyric here. He said, what's better than something? Or what's better than having bottle service? Credit. It was better than throwing $100 bills in a strip club. Credit. Credit. I'm like, damn. He's so right, right on the money with that. And a good album makes you think. And I'm looking at it in the line of things like what's going on, uh, sign of the times, things of that nature, which is why I think it should get the album of the year. All right. And Pooh. I'm just going to co-sign with Mark said. For starters, not only is he doing social commentary to, in my opinion, help and uplift the black community, he's, I think this was his most vulnerable albums, his most vulnerable work, some of the songs he talked about very personal <laughs> i know that some people caught some heat with the fact that well you know beyonce's been saying for years that that nigga way ain't shit and he was cheating on her why did it take the man to tell her that well because of the fact that for me i believe that jay and Be- and beyonce were very private and that they wouldn't put their lives like that i guess maybe they would i figured out yes they would for music and for money 
Um, so to hear him talk about those things, he talked about uh, uh, the LGBTQ uh, issues dealing with his mother. He's talking about leaving a legacy for his daughter. He's talking about the hip hop community. Uh, he even threw, he even managed to throw shots at some people. Probably the line of the year. Don't go, Eric Benet. Yeah, which which gave him some shine, but at the same time, like reminded people, yeah, you cheated on what we perceive as the baddest woman in the game at the time. So for me, not only was the production amazing, but the lyrics, the fact that um, he did some music, he put out some songs that was pretty much the antithetical antithesis of most of the music he's done throughout his career. I know some people might check and say, whatever, some jewels here and there, but this whole album was all of that. So for me, that to me is the album of the year. It won't win. It's going to be Bruno Mars because Bruno Mars is a safe guy. Yeah. My album of the year is Jay-Z. All right. Plus he was a drug dealer. So of course you're not going to give it to him. No, no. Well, I I, I listen to Lord. Not my thing. So, so I, I, you know, uh, I have heard Awaken My Love. I have heard Jay-Z's. I have not heard uh, Kendrick's album. I have not heard Lord, nor do I know who that is. Uh, and I have heard 24K Magic. Now, now, I will say this. You guys pick Jay-Z. Not mad at all. I know that album. Played it. Loved it. And I agree with everything you said. But... The album that I rock <laughs> since it since I got it, and it to me, I know all the songs, all the inflections, everything. It's twenty four K Magic all day, and I'll tell you why. Wow! And then I'm gonna say this too because there's a lot. There's a lot of. Well, I don't say there's a lot. There are the Bruno haters, and I understand it. I actually respect why they feel this way about him. But I'll say this. I was not a fan of Bruno's before. I was I was it was not a not a fan either. It's just that I just not wasn't for me. I knew of him cuz you how could you not? He had big ass pop hits, right? Years ago. It's like every album there was some big song and I'm like, "Oh, that's that same dude." And I would kind of always see it and I was like, "Oh, this dude, you know, he got these pop songs." And it'd be songs that I didn't it's like a lot of these songs. I don't really play them, but I knew them because they were played in commercials or you would just hear them at, you know, you'd be at Target or something and you hear the songs. Oh, okay. I'm nothing but you, baby. It's shit. I was like, oh, it's some catchy shit. Whatever this is, I see why they're playing it, right? But it ain't for me. And uh, I, actually, the when I went to the celebration last year, shout out to my guy, Tobias. And this is somebody who into the same type of music I am. He's a snob about it. We were in the car driving to Paisley Park. And he's, man, you listen to that Bruno? And I'm like, nah, I'm cool, man. You, nah. Uh-uh. I'm like, come on, you you tripping, right? He's he's, my, he's a bruh. Like, listen, man, I know what you're going to say, Mike, but just listen to it. Just let me play you some of the, like, whatever, man. So we playing this shit, driving on the freeway. And I'm like, this is that cat? This is kind of, I was like, He's like, yeah, you can hear he got some shit. I was like, yeah. I said, it's not bad, man. I was like, okay. I, he's like, I'm fucking with this. And this is not 24K. This is the album prior, right? I was like, okay. He kind of got some stuff. And so when this one came, I was like, let me, I know my man was listening to it. 
and I heard what was the big song he had last year? Did they Uptown wore, Funk. Uptown Funk. I was I I had to tip my hat to hey I ain't mad. That's a jam. Anyone saying oh it's copying? Yeah, but he's copying. But it's a jam. Stop stop playing yourself. <laughs> Young boy did it. Stop it. So I said ah they got one right there. He's flipped the style up. Okay. So I was like, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Let's go back to the pop shit. You know, let me jump over here and get this funk money and, and leave. Then I heard 24K. I was like, okay. He's trying to do the same type of thing with Uptown Funk. This is not as good as Uptown Funk, but this is a good song. I was like, he's kind of committing to the style. So I I didn't buy the album again. I loaded it up on my streaming. And when it, I, I skipped 24K song because I had already heard that and went right to Chunky. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what is this? this one, they're not playing. This isn't, this isn't corny to me. I was like, this is some other shit. So like, okay. That's the cut right there. I'm like, this nigga got the cut. Then Perm came on. Said, this is trash. Now, I, <laughs> I said, you know what this is? This this is I can see why he would do this song it's like 24k in some it's like in a, in some ways but the reason why I don't like this song I don't have the song in front of me but there is a song on the what's the guy's name that the Uptown Funk album is actually from Mark Ronson uh, there's a song on Mark Ronson's album with Bruno and uh, watch yourself what's that dude's name shake him show him what you're working on <laughs> Oh, mystical. mystical that is what perm is trying to be that it's a corny perm is a corny version of that song and that song is the shit so i was already so to me it just sounded like they were doing a, a weaker version i was like ah bruno you didn't have to do that so i didn't that's why i didn't like it so i'm not saying it's a bad song but i can't fuck with it but then every this is what that's what i like my jaw i was like oh shit Hey, dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, this motherfucker could be jam. And then, you know, Versace's on the floor, straight up and down, calling all my life. I was like, ah, oh, this album was made for me. Like, I fuck with that 90s, New Jack Swing, Bobby, Bobby Brown, all that. To me, that's all I heard on that's so like this nigga wants to be Bobby Brown. He, this is this is made for the '90s because this sounds exactly like that style, and they and they nailed it. I was like, I can't believe they put this out, <laughs> and I didn't think this album was gonna work. Personally, I was like, they ain't gonna be buying this. They, they, they. And they, obviously, it did the thing. So that's why I picked this record because just for me personally, the music is jamming to me. The way he's singing it, I thought it was dope. I I, I just see it. I see as a young man who must be immersed in that style he must respect it a lot because he didn't have to do this like he would only do this style to me this style was not selling before he did this cats wasn't throwing throwbacks to the 90s that wasn't no. an in thing so that was like he not doing this as a gimmick because why his gimmick we could just stay and do pop and got his money he was already successful so i was like he must really like this shit and when I saw him on the 60 Minutes interview, like right when the album dropped, and there's those scenes when he's in the studio and he got the keyboard and he's on the drums. And there's that part, I think they're playing 24K Magic and he starts playing the keyboard line and he's, you know, 
I'm like, I can immediately identify this nigga's really into that time, that style. Like, he actually's playing the style. A lot of these cats can't even play. So I was like, oh no, he's, this nigga really about his music. So he had, I, I, he, he had won me over right then. So I just jumped in. This album to me is dope. It's only nine songs. It ain't got all this filler crap. Each song is banging. Listen, you may have a problem because you don't like people comparing Bruno to Prince and Michael Knight. I understand that. But I don't do all that when I hear the music. The music is jamming. If you can sit there and tell me that music is whack, then you got then you're playing yourself. The music is bomb. You may think it's a gimmick. It might be. But it not don't let it persuade you from the fact that the shit is banging. <laughs> That's how I got to say. And like you said, when you see him live, and I, I love that Jimmy Jam just spoke on this on the Sway show. He one of the only cats out there, or the new cats, putting it down on stage, where they really doing it. Like, uh, if you go watch his CBS special, that Bruno Mars live at the Apollo, and they doing. Um, Calling all my lovelies, and he got the guitar. Oh yeah! Bang! Now, now I will agree with you here. That version right there, fire! And he gets to playing the guitar and the solo. I was like, oh man, that's what they need to be focusing on right there. This motherfucker is cold. So I have to. So I'm just. I can go all day. I have to give it to Bruno. I, I'm not saying it's better than the other ones, but just for me personally. I still jam that to this day. And that album came out in 2016. It's 2018. So if you can have an album that's still rocking, at least for me, that's awesome. I'm not comparing them to Mike on them. But when Mike on them cats, they dropped their albums. Their albums was hitting for like a couple years. So if he's at 2018 getting Grammy nominations for an album that came out in 2016, I'm going to have to tip my hat to it. Hey, it is what it is. But anyway. You mentioned earlier that there's some Bruno haters. I don't understand the why on that. The guy can play. The guy's genuine. He's not a gimmick. <clears throat> the guy is uh, passionate about what he does. And when you look at him on stage, he's delivering the mail. So what's the problem? Well, I think it, a lot of it, he's, he's, there's always some, some people will compare him or put him, I even say compare <clears throat> him, put him in the same conversation with Prince and Michael. No. And so people have a problem with that, which I can understand. Right. But I, I don't have a problem with it, but it's it's a much, much, much premature topic. He's got to put in the years first. Right. And but I think, you know, I, I put him in the conversation only in the sense of his work ethic. And he okay, is yeah. a songwriter who can write hit records. I cannot take that away from him. That's why even when I wasn't fucking with him. I had to recognize that this cat got monster songs that for himself and he had hit songs for other people and he's new in the game. So you don't normally see that where it's the normally it would just be the producer in the background, but he's in the front. So he's not only just writing these hits for other people when he first came in, but now he has monster hits himself before this current album. So now he's still having monster hits. I have to tip my head to say, yo, this is a real talented dude. He is not just some, he don't have this, all these producers behind him and he just sings the songs. He's doing it. So that's why I say of all you have going right now, from my limited viewpoint, he's like 
that he's the current version of the top guy in, in my oh, yeah. opinion so but yeah he he's going to have to have multiple albums and you know he's got to he's got to be on, on uh, changing the needle of culture for him to be considered on Michael Prince level that's you know that hasn't happened yet uh so but but like I said you can't deny a dude is fucking talented um but anyway this is not the Bruno show <laughs> <laughs> I'm on his nuts <clears throat> Uh, let's see. I look, I look at some of these and I just have no idea. Well, let's jump to best new artists. Uh-oh, kiss of death. <laughs> uh, uh, again, I never heard of this person. Alyssa Kara. I no idea who that is. Uh, Khaled. I know who he is. Uh, Little... Well, hold up. <laughs> yes, the, sir. Okay, Mark, I need you to answer for your... Organization. How is Khaled nominated for Best New Artist, and he's been producing and on people's tracks for well over a decade? Well, is this his first thing under his own brand? I I, I assume so. Then there you go. All right. That makes no damn sense. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> so yeah, DJ Khaled, uh, Little Uzi Vert. Couldn't uh, tell you what that means. Probably not a country you're artist. You're yes, supposed to pronounce it Little Lucifer. Oh, I kid you uh, not. What? Uh, yes, apparently it's a play on Lucifer. Lucifer. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I imagine this is not a country artist. Uh, uh, no. Okay. no. Uh, Julian Michaels. And then last but not least, SZA, who I have heard of. <laughs> Definitely have heard of her. Uh, man, this is you, big, big sexy, man. Who would you pick? All right, this is not me, first of all. <laughs> it's your organization, man. Because uh... all of the cats that are in this list, I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> so what I did, I, I went Dewey Brothers, I took it to the streets. Hilarious. And asked youngins what they thought. And the consensus was Lil Uzi Vert was the choice. Wow. Huh? Youngins. All right. Yes. <laughs> Lil Lucifer. Huh? I- I love the fact that Mark Wiggins Esquire. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> voted for Little Lucifer for Best New Artist. Wow. Hey, I'm not. Gonna, I ain't mad at it. I mean, I don't know much about him. I, I'm, I'm looking at his thing. I've seen this guy's picture before. Actually, it's funny. I know them visually, but I just have no idea their names. I don't know their music. But hey, I ain't mad at him. Man. Like, he must be doing something right. Uh, to get up in that category. Uh, but, man, who would you pick, uh, Ampu? I'll go with We the Best. Oh, Mr. Cal- Khaled himself. Okay. Yeah, that Wild Thoughts. Yeah, I ain't gonna even front on that. That's uh, that's a dope track. All right. I would, uh, I don't really have a horse in it, but if I just had to pick, I would pick SZA. Uh, not that I know her music, but I know she does R&B somewhat and i know that there's a lot of pedigree behind what she does and so yeah, I, support, yeah I support that uh, and, a, and a lot of people aren't doing what she's doing and that's that's really unfortunate mm. i mean r&b is really really shrinking and that's that's dangerous all right well uh let's keep talking uh, we also got to welcome in uh I believe q storm is joining us if he can hear me Mr. Q Store, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, man. We're going through the, the some of the Grammy nominations right now. Oh, 
I don't know any of them. I, I don't know most of them either. So <laughs> you're not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> um, let's jump into. Gosh, it's so different nowadays. I'm so out of it. Uh, best R&B album. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one, or not number one, but the first one is, uh, shit, Daniel Caesar. Okay. I, I don't. I'm not up on. I'm not up on you, brother. Sorry. Uh, Latacy. If I'm saying her name right, I know who she is. Let love rule. My uncle. Oh, man, Crawford song. Uh, there is a song called that, I think. But my, my uncle has this album. He's an older brother. He has it. He was like, man, you think latest, man. Okay, okay. Uh, Bruno Mars, 24K Magic. Uh, PJ Morton with Gumbo. Never heard of that. And then lastly is uh, Music Soul Child. Feel the real. Now we got to go well, back. Wait, wait, Music Soul Child has a Music, Grammy nomination? Yes, it ain't, it ain't over, man. Now this may some of this may be shocking to you, Q, because some of the stuff that you be saying about music, I, yeah, I can see why you're like, oh, I didn't know he was still doing stuff. Um, I didn't but, know. Music, I mean, he, I knew he was big in the '90s. I didn't know he was. I never heard of this cat recently. I don't listen to it, but I know he's been constantly releasing albums and performing. I always see him performing a lot. Um, but let's go to our resident Grammy voter again. Big sexy and sack. Who would who did you pick? Or who would you pick? You know, you know who I picked, hands down, Bruno. All right, there you go. Uh, Ampool, any any picks in this? You know any of these other artists? Unfortunately, the only album I've listened to is Bruno, so he's gonna get my vote. All right, Q Storm. Well, you know, I wish I knew music had put out an album. I'd like to check that out, but. And right now, I would have to say Bruno as well because uh, his album was fire. All right. Now, see, and, and I would pick Bruno's, no question. And I think, again, to me, this may be more to speak to our age, right? But this is why when the conversation sort of shifts to how come they're not doing this no more? <laughs> I think the thing is, it ain't probably necessarily marketed to us and we're not actively looking for it. So when we see these albums, we have no idea. The only one we all knew was the one who is probably, you know, the mainstream promotes the hell out of, which is Bruno, right? They gave us that one. But these other ones, we are clueless as to what their shit sounds like. And I haven't even heard of some of these people. But obviously R&B is alive and well. They wouldn't have a category if it wasn't. Um, let's also jump into some of this rap. We got to jump to rap. Best rap album? Best rap album. Let's go. 444 Jay Z. Uh, Damn Kendrick Lamar. Culture the Migos. Who's my bang boozy? Layla's Wisdom Rhapsody. And lastly, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Big sexy. Hands down, Jay Z. Mm. Okay. All right. Makes makes you think. That's the key. All right. And according to Migo or using Migos, you can understand Jay Z. There you go. Hilarious. Uh Ampu. Uh that Rhapsody album was really good. I uh, checked that out uh based off of uh Charlemagne the God and uh Joe Buttons this year in trash slash dope. But yeah, Jay Z, that's the one I keep rocking. So I that would get my vote. 
right. Uh, man, big sex. I'm big sexy. Q Storm, you got any picks on this one? Well, much like most of the voting electorate in this country, I want to vote just on name recognition. Wow. And it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad album either. Uh, Jay Z. All right. Did you hear it? Yeah. I, I, well, I got titles, so I heard it. Okay. All right. Um, I would. It, it comes down between two people, Jay Z and uh, Rhapsody. And I'm like, uh, and Pooh. I heard uh, Charlemagne and. Uh, Joe talking about it. And then I saw an interview with her. Actually, I think she was on The Breakfast Club the other day. Went and listened to this album yesterday, as a matter of fact. Bang! <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I was like, what? I actually would pick this over 444. Uh, Whoa. There's a song on this album called Pay Up. Banger. I was like, damn. She's good, man. I was surprised. I had heard about her before, but Indeed. I'm really loving this album. And there's another song that I also love on here that's got Black Thought. That song is dope, man. This album made for, for me. Uh, so I, I would pick Rhapsody. I think she's uh, one of the best rap, I, rappers I've heard in the last couple of years. And the production is dope. It's not that same style of the current stuff. It's more like, you know, the throwback to what I like in terms of hip hop. So all day I'm going Rhapsody. That's my new thing right now. Um, so there you go. Um, I don't know any other uh, category. There's a lot of categories, but you know, I don't think we're going to do best bluegrass album. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So man, there's definitely a lot going on in the Grammys. I don't know if I'll watch the Grammys tomorrow because I don't watch the award shows no more, but I will probably watch the performances as they pop up online at some point. Uh, so I definitely will check that out. Um, oh, you know what? I'm just curious to see a uh, producer of the year, non-classical. Uh, Calvin Harris. I guess he produced uh, Don't Quit for DJ Khaled. Greg Crustin. Uh Maybe he's doing rock type music. He did something for Foo Fighters. Blake Miles. Uh, no ID. Of course, he did Jay-Z's album. Indeed. Uh, the autobiography uh, for Vic Mensa, which is another kind of big record. Uh, and then the Stereotypes. And they did Finesse for Bruno Mars. Wow, okay. And they did That's What I Like. And they did, I thought Bruno produced all his own stuff. He has, well, I don't know if he's a part of that team. I don't know who's in the stereotypes. I think he is a part of a producing team because his album says produced by Shampoo and Curl or something like that. And I know that's like him and a couple other people. So he doesn't bill himself as the lone producer. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, the producer of the year, very interesting. Um, so yeah, there you go, man. Grammys doing their thing as always a private organization but we have one of the people here on the show so that's why we spoke about it um but man does the grammy let me ask you, let me ask you guys this is the last question go around the room does the grammys hold any weight to you still not at all well it depends on what you mean by hold away do you think like do you mean is the grammy something that you have to watch like i used to watch the grammy in the 80s and 90s i used to watch the grammys and the Oscars, for that matter, devotedly. Not anymore, if that's what you mean. 
Well, I mean, why don't you watch it anymore? I'm just curious. Because I don't find the I don't find the majority of music acts that are promoted by the mainstream that interesting. Other than you, I mean, you have breakout stars like Bruno, and I mean, I, I I don't listen to her, but I can I can appreciate a Taylor Swift, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't think there's much. I'll, I'll say it. I don't think there's much talent or musicianship going out there nowadays. So I'm not interested that much anymore. All right. Uh, and Pooh, do you think the Grammys, when I, when I met Hold Weight in terms of like, if you saw them win a Grammy, oh, let me go check that out. Yeah, I, I might. <laughs> I might. For me, not in the least bit. I mean, for the most part, the Grammys don't reflect my musical taste. All you have to look at is Lionel Richie winning <laughs> over Purple Rain, U2, and just a number, oh, oh, brother, where are thou winning Grammy of the Year, Beck. Oh, I haven't listened to that album, but uh, and Kanye swears it was really great, but it doesn't hold any weight for me where I, once I see that person won, especially in a genre of music that I don't particularly listen to all the time, I don't run out and go listen to that song or that album. For the most part, most of the albums and songs that I do listen to don't get nominated. And unfortunately, in this world where you can get instant access to watch a performance from a obscure concert in Bangladesh, seeing these people perform live just doesn't mean anything to me anymore e- either. All right. I won't necessarily, I won't, well, I know it holds weight to, to you, Mark, because you are part of the yeah. organization. <laughs> well, why do you think people feel the way that uh, Big Sex, excuse me, the way that Ampu and Q-Storm feel? Well, I can understand that because I felt the same way too back when Graceland won album of the year over um control. I was not I was not pleased. But you know, Ant mentioned the U two win and for some reason that year has been you know stuck in my mind. So what I've done, I have acquired all of the nominated recordings for album of the year from that year and all of them won in other categories as well, pretty much. Uh so and I've listened to most of them thus far, and I got to give it up. They were all pretty heavy. Um, when Herbie Hancock won for the Joni Letters, I didn't own that. I was not a big Herbie Hancock fan, but I went out and got it, you know, because somebody knew one. Like when Esperanza Spaulding won Best New Artist over Justin Bieber, I told people, and we're watching it here at the house, I told people, I said, she's going to win. No, man, Justin Bieber, everyone knows him. I said, she can play. She will win. And she did. You know, so again, it it forces me to really expand my horizons. And I like that because in my own private life, you know, Mike, you, you know this. I've been trying to expand my own musical taste by listening to things that, that are out of my comfort zone. And so if they can do that for me, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right. Can I? Uh, can I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. I think for me, apart now, I might be I might be missing out on some great music. I don't think I am for the most part, but I think for me is when American Idol became big, and it just I just saw the cynicism and like some of the you know some of the people that would audition for the show maybe they couldn't sing to my taste, 
But I know good and well, you, you have Paula Abdul judging someone on their vocal ability. I'm like, fuck out of here. And it just became, it was, uh, American Idol came out around what, 2002, something like that? I can't remember when it started, but it just more and more music became a product. It seemed like more of a, a commercial product. And I think the art suffered from that. And I think you see, I think you see music more on these TV shows nowadays than you do. Um, that, that's where most of it come, comes from. I know you, you can search for it. You can go underground and look for it, which I understand that. But I don't know. I just think it's been cheapened and cynically so since the, the millennium. Yeah, that's, that's interesting that you say that. And I think that the, the way you phrased American Idol, I think that show showed you what they always looked at music that way. I just think it it became a upfront sort of evaluation to 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 that and what i mean by that is I, I think all those executives that you know simon cowell and all the they were just doing exactly what is done behind the scenes right for years before that show ever came out that's how it was always done but we never saw that you never saw that cynicism you never saw people that you would question to why, why are you even a gatekeeper like and you, you brought up paula abdul right like you're not even known for singing like why are you judging this but you got to remember, that's why Paula Abdul was big, right? It wasn't, she was not a singer. She was a dancer. <laughs> but the fact that she was big before, which goes to show you that the game was old, had already turned into that, but it was just behind the scenes. And so now they just put it in front of us and brought the audience into it to get the money. But I just think it exposed what was already done. You know, Britney Spears was popular before American Idol, right? She's had no... I would be, I'm be, for me, she had no business being on the mic. But she was one of the biggest artists of the game. Paula Abdul. You know, that whole movement Janet of those Jackson. Types. Janet Jackson? Uh, I, can, she, I, I can agree with. No, you know what? Let's keep, to be honest, I will agree with you. But the thing that Janet has that Paula didn't on that level. Though I believe that Babyface and them wrote some songs for her. Britney did not have on that level. She had the baddest ass producer team in the world behind her <laughs> and made her the thing. But but you make a point, Ampoo. She does fall in that category because, again, if you're saying no, then you're telling me you bought Dream Street and the first two albums before Control was banging those. <laughs> you know you weren't. So that's why you know is when you put her with the most dynamic songwriters in the game, they're going to come with some dope stuff. You'd have took, if you'd have had Britney Spears and, and if they, Jimmy Jam and them had made her album at that year, it would have been one of the most banging albums popping. Keep it 1000, right? And, and I love Jenny. Why you got your preacher voice going? Oh, do I? <laughs> Yeah, if you had good, if you knew that, amen. <laughs> well, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would have, they could have made anybody damn near be the shit because those songs were spectacular. Like, and and, and I, my, to the, the point is to say, because again, the, the, those first two Janet albums, we wouldn't rock in those. So <laughs> it, it wasn't because she was a dynamic singer and she wasn't dancing and all that. So, I mean, that, but that goes back to what I'm saying. What you were saying, Q, the game has always been like that. But now it's just more upfront. 
you know, where they were judging it, but they was always doing that. They, you know, so I mean, you know, it's no different really. And the thing is, I think now just for us, our age group, it ain't marketed to us like it would have been back then, maybe. So we're not paying attention to it. And the artists are all young. So, of course, we're not going to be paying attention to those kids. Right. Uh, but you know, the, uh, it's no different than it always is. It's probably more so a product than it's ever been because nobody ain't buying records. So it can only be a product. Otherwise, they ain't, why would they spend money on it to promote it? Which is why I would say, I guess you have to kind of dig for a lot of it because we would never know we're not going to know Mar- music so child had an album we don't know the new latest album which is probably thorough r&b music but again it ain't a product they, they're they not going to market that there's no way they would make their money back if what they would spend to put her in the mainstream so why would they right well i don't necessarily disagree with you but by the same token i mean if i'm playing devil's advocate i'd say i mean you saying that it's always been like that, then Prince never would have got signed. No, because no, Prince is an no, actual no. real musician. And, and again, Prince didn't <clears> blow <throat> up out the gate. He had a boot. Uh, he had he wore trench coats with thongs. I mean, come on. Right, and he did not blow up out the gate. It took him time to, to evolve into what he needed to be. And when he finally hit that mainstream, you know he toned down that previous stuff and said, let me package this a little bit better i can't be doing the sisters i can't be out here in my draws because i'm mainstream they they wouldn't fuck with him like that he was popping in his little area but i mean how many of us was day one prince album buyers not that many people but again prince is an anomaly The, the game isn't built on signing princes not not in these days Definitely, you gotta hit. You gotta have a hit before you even get signed. And even when you have a hit, you ain't even got put out no album. And that uh, Cardi B is an example. Of that she performing on the Grammys. Where album at? You know, music now has kind of gone back to the early '60s model in the sense of it's about singles and not about albums. Yeah, Cardi you know, B. Can be she good got or bad. She got what five number one songs? She beat Beyonce. Where album at? So it's a different game. But anyway, uh, that's the Grammys. Check it out tomorrow. Or I guess by the time you hear this, it already happened. And uh, we'll see if we get some classic performances. <laughs> well, one thing about the Grammys, Mike, I don't know if we're going to get into this now, but why not? Uh, Jimmy Jam, the legendary, and I don't throw that word around you know, lightly, Jimmy Jam was on with Sway talking about you know the grammys and how things are done and perceived snubs and whatnot and i thought it was a great little little interview yes it was yeah yeah he talked about uh janet and justin timberlake you know thing with the super bowl and should janet come back on excuse me come back on the super bowl and he was like no (laughs) why should she she ain't got nothing out to be promoting yeah and she don't need to prove nothing. So, you know, and he kept it very, I, I love the way he sort of broke it down. Uh, and there was no slight to Justin. No, of course not. Uh, I'll slight Justin, he, but there's no slight to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> he um, mentioned the lack of nomination for Tribe Called Quest. 
Right. And he said, look, sometimes, and he, and he mentioned what I had mentioned. He said, a lot of times people don't understand that you need to submit these things to be nominated. And he's, in, he's not saying that's what happened with the tribe issue, but he said, you know, what do you do? He said, who would you take off of that list and put tribe on there? He's all, and I, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm not a big, you know, rap knowledgeable fan, so I, I can't say one would be better than the other, but, you know, I'll, I'll ask uh, you, Mike, and, and Ant, if we can find him, you know, if you were making that nomination list, what would you take off and put, uh, replace with the Tribe album? Well, as as a Tribe fan, I didn't really listen too much to the newer stuff, I can admit. Uh, and I don't know enough about some of the other rap category rap albums to to argue that point uh and then as an outsider i could care less because i'm not in the grammy so it doesn't matter to me to be honest with you <laughs> like I, I don't get paid from it it doesn't sway my decision for nothing so it means nothing to me to be honest with you so I, I can't really argue it you know i can understand his viewpoint and i say his is a q-tip and i respect that but i'm not in that organization so i ain't doesn't really it doesn't matter, you know. And I'm, we're going to segue into Monique. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing with this one. On some hands, I can respect what she has a problem with, but it has nothing to do with me because I'm not in that business. Uh, I may have done it differently, and there's other bigger issues that I would call boycotts about than that but you know uh to me i just look at it as a sense of well here's netflix they feel like you're worth this and you feel like you're worth this other dollar amount y'all can't come to agreement okay then you go should go your own separate ways uh i mean you can't force somebody to do something they don't want to do uh you may you may have a logical reason behind the way the way you think you think and they may have a logical reason to think that they way they want to think but i'm gonna call the issue is why do we gotta boycott that like uh, (laughs) i don't understand i mean as much as is going on with us out here why do we gotta be worried about your situation like uh and and so that's all i gotta say about that right now but let's get into this conversation We've, we've had this conversation offline um, but of course, listeners, you've had that heard that Monique uh, has come out and had originally originally called for a boycott of Netflix because she felt like they were not paying her what she felt she deserved for her comedy special. And, you know, she went out and blasted that out. And then it has sort of turned into this thing where now she was like blasting Oprah and Tyler Perry uh, I think Kim Whitley. It's a couple of people that have gotten dragged into this thing. Uh, and so I, I, I just sit back and, you know, we like open the conversation. I'm not understanding how this helps her cause, but that's that's me. That's my ignorance. Uh, we'll go to Ampu first. And what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, my thoughts on this is that this is yet another stain in Monique's career. Uh, first off, 
if they under if they offered you a low ball offer, which is you know is a problem in Hollywood, not only with women but with black women. But the thing is, is that we're only hearing your side of the story, especially when there are people reporting that. Well, actually, you were offered three million for I think a, a, a spec uh, performance, and she turned that down. Showcase, showcase. performance, <laughs> and she turned that down. Now. Again, we're only hearing her side of the story. Netflix is like, we don't need to be bothered with this at all. So they, they're not speaking out on it. My other part of that is, is that, you know, we see a consistent behavior, pattern of behavior of how she acts, not only towards Oprah and Tyler Perry and Lee Daniels, which even by her own stories, I'm, I'm hearing like, OK, what are you mad about? You're telling me that Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry and Oprah tried to get you to go promote Precious, which was what over ten years ago. Like, damn it, chick, why are you still on that shit? We we we've been well went past that. You know, Precious is now Becky on Empire. That's how long that shit's been. But anyway, she's saying that they pressured her to go do this for free, and it's just to me, it's like you need to be mad at your manager. Oh my bad, that's your husband. He's the <laughs> one. <fired>. Who, <laughs> He's the one who who let you sign the contract that said that either did or didn't have promotion in there. More than likely, I believe Lionsgate, Oprah, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels believe that in that contract that she only took $50,000 for, which was your bad, not theirs. I mean, like I said, the pimp going to offer you whatever which you going to take. You ain't got to take with the pimp offering, ho. That's all I'm saying. She only got 50 for Precious? That's what she's saying. Again, we're hearing her side of the story. They ain't talking. That's what she said. But if you don't like what they're saying, if you don't like, if you don't like working for free, why did you sign the contract? She even stated that when Lee Daniels brought her the precious script, he said, we're going to win awards. So that's where his mindset was at. And I'm sure within that had to be promoted, go to Cannes, do the, the, all the, Film festival circuits promote this so we can get the awards. So it's like I don't get why she's she's just continually being mad about supposedly not getting her fair shake, and you're signing the contracts that your agent, once again her husband, her I'm sorry her manager, once again her husband, is presenting in front of you and ultimately telling you, yeah, this is a good deal, sign it. So I, I feel her in the sense that she was lowballed, but it's like. Netflix ain't the only game in town. You can go do something else. Matter of fact, you're on Periscope damn near every day. <laughs> Build you a platform. There are there are literally millions of people on YouTube that have built a platform for themselves. I mean, Logan Paul, some white boy that, as she would say, doesn't have the resume that she has, is getting $15 million a year. Mm. You're Monique. You you trying to tell me you can't build a bigger platform than some white boy that that films people hanging? Now I don't know if she want to do that, but it's like you don't Netflix. It's it's like Mike. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus in the least bit, but that's terrible. When you, you know when they say that up front, <laughs> but go right ahead. Just prepare for the for the no no no. It's but. not no it's not no it's not because I want people. Oh, well, Mike said it. No, but nah, go she ahead. What you gonna say? This is maybe turned the caller on Tyler Perry <laughs> when people kept coming at you. You said Tyler Perry is a newbie, and look at all the shit he's done in like 10, 15 years. But you got Spike Lee and John Singleton taking shots at him, even though they've been 
in the game longer, and but they ain't got half the shit he got. And that's the same thing. Like, why the hell are you still running up and being mad at with Netflix or all these big studios ain't giving you when you ain't created your own? Tyler Perry did. And he ain't got and he ain't got the resume you have. And that's all I, that's saying my Tyler hand. Perry is not the most decorated <laughs> actor or film director. Well, I mean, I seen the makeup, he is decorated, I guess. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> all right. Q Storm, man, what do you say about all this stuff? I say <clears throat> that uh, the only problem I had with everybody piling on Monique was that I got the impression everyone was saying she didn't deserve more than $500,000 from Netflix. That was my only issue with, with uh, how Monique was being treated. The way she has come back, I don't think it's in her best interest uh, for her to complain about it. I can understand that because I, I agree that she's worth more than $500,000. And we went back and forth about, well, no, she's not this. And I, and I feel she is. But I think she does need to slow her roll a little bit with how she's lashing back because I don't know how pissing off Oprah and Tyler Perry and all these other people help her in her cause or whatnot. All right. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, her perceived worth you know i don't know you know the people she mainly compared was amy why did he say her last name schumer schumer now i don't i i don't know who that is but if when i look at her picture i've seen her face before but i don't think i've actually really seen i know definitely seen any comedy i have no idea what she does but i've heard the name and i know that she has a lot of movies she's a white woman uh going off of my ignorant sort of uh analysis of the situation i can see why netflix probably gave her more money uh now when you hear monique's breakdown of her resume i can say okay yeah you've done a a lot of stuff too probably i'm more aware of monique than i am of the amy person right i've seen monique's movies i think i've seen a monique special or or at least I've seen her performance uh, comedy before a couple of times. So I, I have more to go on. But I also know that she is not, you know, she's not moving the needle of culture in the last two or three years in, in comedy or in acting or in movies from my observation. I don't remember too many starring roles she's had in movies where it was Monique and then everybody else. I've seen her in ensemble type movies. Uh, you know, normally this though, I, there must be a black Christmas movie ensemble genre, right? Because there seems to be like a number of these types. Of, <laughs> no, I'm serious. There has to be because there's a number of these types of movies and I know she was in one of them because I've seen it. And she was the loud auntie, you know, you know, that mad auntie character. So I was like, okay. Uh, but I, you know, when, so if I think of comedy people, do I think of Monique in a sense? Probably further down the list, but she would be on the list, no doubt about it. Uh, but it's not something that I don't find her funny, personally. And I don't know anything about the Amy person. But I do know Dave Chappelle. And I do know Chris Rock. I do know Cat Williams, Kevin Hart. Now, I would imagine 
They paying them big dollars, particularly Dave Chappelle. And I heard they paid him what sixty million or something like that. I think that's crazy. But again, Dave is that dude. <laughs> you know, he's that guy. So he he's gonna get hit. He but you know, Dave Chappelle moves the culture. You could probably ask a lot of people, name me that Dave Chappelle joke. There's many of them they would name, right? There's probably not too many people who say, What's that Monique joke? Skitty uh, bitches. Okay, maybe, yeah, I was like, but you gotta think about it. But not everybody could say that. You probably ask some black people, they'd probably be the first ones to jump in. Yeah, okay. But you know, the dominant mainstream culture, they might be at a loss. They would probably, I would imagine they probably know her more if they did know her, it'd be from Precious than they knew that she was a comic, a comedic person. I would imagine. That's just my opinion. But so going back to her, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You just ask something. Do you think any of that has to do with her look, that she's overweight, that she, oh, um, sure. That I, that, yeah, I would I, say, of course it does. This is, we, we're, we live in a world that is dominated by imagery. Of course it has something to do with the way she looks. Uh, there's a reason why Haley Berry is at the top of the game, and she ain't because she's the best actor. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a, there's a reason why, uh, wasn't Cardi B? is as big as she is. It ain't because she know how to rap. They look they look they, they look good to people, right? That, that's no doubt about it. So when you ask me about uh Monique, yeah, of course that plays into it. She out here in Hollywood. And, and Amy Schumer is not the thinnest girl either, but she gets the shot. Well Amy Schumer's white. Well that, Let's keep well, it that's going. what I'm saying. Well that's yeah I said that earlier. I said I don't know anything about her, but I know that she's a white woman and I just, I've I've seen her she's in a lot of big things over the last few years i've seen her name come across my eyes and i don't even watch her and i've seen the name a lot more than i've seen monique so i would imagine she must be in a lot of mainstream situations that's all i can go by and i seen her picture i was like, oh, okay uh but again so you, you to answer your question oh, of course it plays into it you you better believe it uh but again you and i know that so you already know monique know that she ain't stupid and she's older than I think she might be older than both of them. So she better know that. If How could you be in the game and not know that it looks matter? That would be odd to me. I would question you how you even navigate if you didn't understand that. But uh, to go back to what I'm saying, to, to, for Netflix to probably not give her what Amy gave her, if she in fact really wanted $20 million, that, that if I was at working at Netflix, I would look at you like you're crazy. I'm like, 20, 20 million? Not knowing, I don't know the, the money, what it really is, but I would just ask the question, how many people do you think would are ready to sign up for Netflix who don't already have it? If you got on board and how many of the people do you think is going to cancel their account because we don't have your comedy special on board? I wouldn't think it would be that much of a dent to Netflix one way or the other. Uh, I, I think she's worth at least five. Okay, that, that I could I could kind of see that. But well, Q, if she's ahead. worth five. Why didn't she just do the showcase and get that three initially? See, I, I hadn't heard. This is the first I've heard, I've heard of that. Yeah, there's. If a, she turned down, if she turned down three million dollars, well, yeah, she's a nut. But I, I hadn't heard. No one reported that. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, that's the word that's coming out now. Is uh, what's that guy's name? I 
can't think of his name right John, now. John, John Murray. Yeah. John Murray. Yeah, he's saying that uh, they offered her three. And then he goes into spilling more tea about what was really popping off with her and some other movies behind the scene. He has receipts, apparently, in the video, if you look. But I guess my thing is, whether she's worth this or that, that's a it's an argument she can make. I, it's a legitimate argument. I give her that. But the thing is, the way you go about it is that is this to shame Netflix to give you the money? Like, is that what she thought was gonna happen? Because when you say I want y'all to boycott, you're going after their pockets, right? You you saying I'm gonna throw the gauntlet down. And I'm going to get the culture or whoever of my followers to hurt you financially, I guess. And that's what I'm asking. Was that to shame them <laughs> to give you the money or their st- or to put them in a position of fear because you're in a position of power to hurt them enough where they're like, oh, shit, we got to rethink this. And, and that's why I'm really questioning the thought process, because I'm like, you really think you want you have the culture like that? To make now, if Dave Chappelle came out and said that, you probably wouldn't have an argument. Niggas gonna probably some people would consider banning. Or if Oprah came out and said, "I was, you know, they wanted to have the the new Oprah show was gonna be on Netflix, but they is lowballing me, and I'm coming out telling you we shouldn't stand for this." You you can legitimately say, "Yeah, Oprah got some weight out here, man. They they was about to let Oprah be president, right? You niggas, you niggas was arguing for her to be president." So, but but we're talking about Monique. If it was Cat Williams who said that, I laugh at his face. <laughs> I like let you didn't a, get that money. Yeah, let alone Monique. So it's it's, it's a weird thing because of all the stuff we got going on, we got Trump out here, we got all this other these, these this other stuff out here, but because you. Ain't getting the money you want, which is rich people's problems. Five, listen, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> if Netflix came out here right now and said, Mike, we want to give you 10 G's to do Michael Dean showing, where do I sign? Fuck out of here. <laughs> nigga, I'm at least worth 100,000. Come on, I make more of that in my job. Man, please, they offering you 500K. Most of us ain't seen 500K in our life. And they giving that to you for an hour to tell jokes that ain't even funny? Wow. Fuck out of here, man. And we're supposed to cancel our accounts for you? What have you done for us, fam? When well, did you keeping call, it real. When did you call for a boycott for uh, these other real world situations where people are getting shot out here or doing this or that or whatever? But you want us to jump on board for you? You're not, you haven't earned that. That's my point. You haven't earned it. Why would we boycott? Because you ain't getting paid. Nigga, we ain't getting paid at work. Well, you going to come boycott? <laughs> you going to come boycott Walmart where we working or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck out of here. Who? It's, it's delusional, egotistical madness from a person who ain't, who probably don't like to hear the word no. So, and I'm almost finished. You got your husband. And I'm not mad at her husband being the manager. That's cool. But here's the thing. When you have your husband on camera crying. Calling you mama. 
and you yeah, and y'all talking about because this big company is not giving you big dollars. What was he crying about anyway? I never. It, I didn't it, uh, unless some of his family members have some medical problems or something, it can't be what is. It, it's no reason for the the, the the head of the house, was supposed to head of the house, to be on TV crying. Fuck out of here. So when what he's was he crying, crying or, I don't know. That's what I said, but I don't think it was any medical reasons. It has something to do with the situation they're going through. But why are you crying? I mean, why, why is he crying? And I'm saying all this to say it's because she's sort of caught up in this ego, self-important situation. And you think we care. We don't, fam. We got problems out here in these streets. Least of all, we're going to be worried about how much they paying you to do comedy, to tell jokes. You sound crazy to actually ask the people to boycott for this. I could understand if it was some real sort of situation. But you are asking us to boycott because you're not getting paid a million summer to tell jokes. We got issues out here in the streets. We're not boycotting that. We're going to clown you. That's why. And that's what happened, right? The culture is going to clown you because it sounds crazy. It, it don't it doesn't make sense. First of all, you're not you're not on that. Michael, you're not on the Eddie. You're not you're, you're not you're not even Dave Chappelle. You're not even Kevin Hart. Damn. If Kevin Hart said that, we would clown his ass low-key. So why would you think? And that, <laughs> nigga, that nigga selling out arenas, fam. We would look at him like, oh. Kevin Hart said, they not paying me my worth. And Kevin could probably say, I'm worth more than Dave Chappelle. They're not going to give me $60 million. Therefore, y'all should boycott Netflix. Well, how much was it going to give you, Kev? $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Mike, wait, wait a minute, wait. I mean, if if uh, if the biggest comedian out there were to say boycott Netflix because I'm not getting paid, I I would call anybody crazy saying that. Not That's just what Mike just said. No, no, I thought he was saying it, it's Monique saying it. So no, I ridiculous. said if Kevin Hart did that, yeah. and he and he was like, how much you getting paid, Kevin? A uh, twenty million. Like, oh, I thought you said if Oprah said it or if they No, I said she would you would you would see people at least say she earned the right to have that sort of argument. And there's people that would understand her a little bit. And I'm saying that to say there's people that just on the strength of Oprah saying a speech at an award show ready to vote her in the fucking presidency. So of course if she asked them to boycott some tea, they would probably be ready to do that. But that's Oprah. She didn't earn the right to get that. I'm saying Monique. One ain't necessarily earned the right to ask that, and two, what you're actually asking is asinine. That's your problem. <laughs> Why we gotta boycott that? It doesn't, you know. I mean, that's not important to us. Oh, you didn't get because you only getting paid five hundred thousand. What's the average? Your odd. How much is the average household take of your audience make? I guarantee they're not making five hundred thousand dollars for an hour to tell fucking jokes. You sound like that's a joke. That's the best joke you've told. Actually, <laughs> that's funny. Now that's funny. <laughs> because listen, what did she be? Babies. Or stop. Lovelies. Yes. Stop, stop it. You're not our aunt. You're not our aunt. Right? You ain't none. You ain't. We ain't related to you. Stop that. Stop trying to evoke those type. Your great, your, your auntie signed You're getting paid 500000 to tell jokes. You better go and get that money. You know, if you was my real auntie, you better go and get that money. 
<laughs> oh, hey. Oh, I want, they want to go hire me down at uh, Amazon. They offer me a job making uh, $200,000 or $150,000 a year, but I can probably get more. Well, you better go down there and get that money. <laughs> Isn't that what we would know? <laughs> Uh, your 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 niece or whatever she just graduated from college, but she talking about Amazon. They only want to give her, and y'all been working for the rest of your whole life, and she the first one out to get. What would what would granddaddy say? What would daddy say? You better go in there and get that money. You know, the white folks ain't gonna be give you all that. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Come on. <laughs> why why you sound like you man from fences though? Because <laughs> that's what I was trying to be. You better go in there and get that job. Man. I don't want the white folks on no one handle them niggas. I didn't know it. You better go in there and get that job now. <laughs> I just want to figure, hey, if, if the preachers can get black folks to give their mortgages to them, they can at least boycott Netflix. Maybe that's what she's thinking. I don't know. Maybe. You might be right. All right I'm done anyway. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, it's not a question of, you know, anyone deserving, and I hate that word, you know, one thing or the other, you know, if we're going to believe the piece from Mr. Murray, who did have receipts, look, Netflix came to the table and said, look, we'll give you $3 million, but we want to see what we're getting here. And she said, no, I'm not going to do a showcase. They're like, okay, fine, no showcase? You're worth half a mil to us. There it is. Now, <clears throat> she mentioned Wanda Sykes, you know, who apparently was lowballed, and Wanda just said, thank you, no thank you. Got a deal somewhere else. Kept it moving. Never made it public. Yeah, but Wanda, she's she got she she can pay her mortgage. Monique might be a little bit more desperate. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She was desperate. She took the five hundred thousand. Thank you. Well, she, she had million, apparently man. she got a five hundred thousand uh, dollar tax, tax bill. Yeah. <laughs> you better go get that. Go get that money now. Pay the bill now. White folks ain't playing. In jail. <laughs> you know, all right, they ain't playing now. See how they did Blade. They put, uh, oh God, Martha Stewart. Why, why does picture? it always come back to Blade? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is Billy ever gonna lay that shit down? <laughs> wow. it's a teachable moment, man. Shit. They ain't playing. They locked. They locked up the daywalkers. Don't get your ass. Shit. <laughs> Lauren Hill did a bit. You can't see. Did she go to jail? I don't Ooh. think so. Lauren Hill. Did Martha Stewart. He said Lauren Hill. She hasn't gone to jail, though I'm aware of. No, nah, she had yeah. a tax bill. I don't think she went. She ain't did no time. Come on now. Why are you going to put that on Laura? <laughs> fake news, man. Fake news. Well, CNN must be the fake news because headline, singer Lauren Hill released from federal prison. Really? Three-month prison that? sentence. When was that? Oh, Whoops. wow. Excuse, excuse me, then. Damn. Girls, you know you're better. Pay up them IRS bills, is no joke. Them bills, them bills. IRS is no joke. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at Grammy. When was this? 2013. Damn, she went to jail. Remember Jay-Z clowned us said how we how we let our sister Lauren Hill get locked up? Oh, it's home confinement. Well, it says walk free from federal prison Friday. Damn. I totally forgot about that. Mm, she was in an all-female oh, facility. Man. And when you say, Jay-Z, said, how are we going to let our sisters? <laughs> Niggas. <laughs> 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 she got millions. I ain't paying her. 
Fuck, she ain't cut me no checks. We bought the album. What else we supposed to do? Do her taxes for us? Fuck out of here. So, like, when Lauren, when Lauren Hill goes to jail, or women go to female prison, is it like when men go to prison, they got the Aryans over here, the this group over there, that group over there, and you running from all of them? Is that what it's like? Hey, man, orange is a new black, bro. New black. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now she probably would have nothing to do with that. I mean, probably in protective. Well, hey, I don't. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Lauren, well, damn. she's in federal lockup. That's a whole different. You know, beast than you know, state lockup too. So federal, she was doing okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you saying federal is an easier ride than state? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That don't sound right, but I'll take your word for it. It Man. sounds right. <clears throat> Trust me. I would have if I I would have went on tour heavy and got that money back or something, but. Whew. He would have been up there like Mike talking about this is it. Yeah, yeah that's right. This I'm is it. This, this is the tax lien tour, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been up front about this. Oh, y'all don't want to see your boy locked up now. Need them take this it. This shit might kill me, but I'm going to do these shows. Shit. <laughs> too I, soon. Too soon. Wow. I just caught what you said. Mm-hmm. And that's from a Michael fan. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, there's Monique. There you go. Good luck with that boycott. Um, and most of you niggas ain't even got a real Netflix account anyway. So, fuck <laughs> she talk. So you know, that's a, you gotta know your audience, man. We sharing accounts. I mean, we use your account. So I have, we, we ain't got the account. No way. Shit. The way they said she broke, she probably ain't got a real Netflix account. Probably not. Plant That's why they lowballed it. They couldn't find a valid account in their name. Hysterical. Damn. <laughs> I was going to say one thing, and I know I'm going to take some heat for this, uh, but I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> now, she has had money in her lifetime. Now, I am somewhat overweight for my height. <clears throat> but I'll tell you this. If I had her, half her money, I'd have a personal trainer over at the house every other day I'd have a, a chef cooking my meals, gluten-free, kale, whatever that bullshit is. <laughs> why? Body shaming. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why these people these that people. make these these paychecks why they can't drop the weight. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. get it. Is that wrong to say that? You gotta ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you, bro. Damn, Q. <laughs> Now y'all Negro gonna turn your back on me and just, hey you you want hey, to jump out there and jump off the bridge? He hey, didn't push you. I'll watch you. I'll watch you go down. Okay, Nino. Impact. Okay, Nino. <laughs> yeah. so now you. So it is about the really about the looks. You you saying she need to lose weight? Huh? Wow. It wouldn't hurt. You think she'd get more from, money or something? From a health standpoint oh, and okay. from. From a health standpoint, and I mean it's Hollywood for God's sake. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, Gabri's not working as tough as she might be able to. Who? Gabri Sidebe, what's her name? I thought she's on uh what's that? Empire. Empire. Yeah. She got lucky. I, I have to say. Oh, wow. Cute. <laughs> 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 Unfiltered. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Yes, no, if anybody's t- if anybody's gonna be Wants the truth. 
Hollywood is a superficial town. And don't don't play. Don't play like you don't know what I'm saying is true. With that, then why, do you, why what, what do you attribute her success, success to then? I think I'm going to catch some heat with this, too. <laughs> I but I think the there. audience she was going after, they probably didn't see that or care about that. But she's trying to go to Netflix now. No, no, no I'm talking about Gabby Sedebe. Oh, Gabby Sedebe. <laughs> Because she was in Precious, and I mean, Precious called for a certain type, and she got the job, and she killed it. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. She killed it. But she's been in a a lot of other things too, right? But what that was her debut, though, right? Wasn't it? Probably, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. She got that, and she killed it. But how many scripts come out there for someone that has her look? I'll just leave it at that. How many scripts? Do people get where they can go in with that look and succeed? Well, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I was I was trying to say like after Precious, she's obviously has a great career going. But I was trying. What do you think attributes to her career just because she had that one role? And no, but I'm saying that she there was a script that required someone mm-hmm. of her stature to go in and audition for. She got the job. You think so she only got it because of the way she looked, or because she looked that oh, way and was a great actor? I'm trying to explain. Yes, because she looked that way, and they, people then opened the door for her, and they saw she was a great actor. Okay. So then they're like, okay, we'll let her in because she can act. Right. So. so it wasn't just her looks. Or it was. It was her looks in that a script was written that called for someone that looked like that. But how many scripts are written like that is what I'm saying. Oh, I got you. Well, I mean... True, but then again, like how many of these other scripts she's getting are written that way either? Too. Well, after they saw her in Precious, and uh, they probably said, "Let's write a script for her. Let's write a character for her in Empire or in this." So movie. Let, let, let me get this right. You're saying they are writing scripts for her? What do you mean for her type, or is she taking roles that weren't written for a particular look of a person? I'm just want to make sure I understand what you just said. <clears throat> I'm saying that she got in the door because there was an opportunity for someone of her stature to get in the door. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen hardly ever. Right. Once she got in and proved that she could do it, that she had the acting chops, mm-hmm. then she was accepted. Right. And <laughs> after just, she was, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. After she was accepted, then I I I think Lee Daniels, you know, wrote a part for her in uh, Empire. Or there was a part. What was that movie? Comedy movie she did with um, Tower Heist. She played a ma- yeah Tower Heist. Yeah, she's got a number of movies. But I'm, I was trying to say, do you think all these all these other ten or twelve movie roles she's got? It's only because they wrote and they wrote a part for her in it. I didn't, they, I didn't say I didn't say that was only because. Well, I'm that's why saying, I was asking. No, I'm, I'm speculating how she's get. You asked how does she get these other roles? I'm saying right. this is that's one reason because she proved she she was given a shot to act and she proved she could act. So that that's the main basis of why. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I, I I I agree with you there. I was just, I was going beyond that first role. I was wondering if you were saying these other roles they're writing her parts into these. They're not. She's not auditioning for just parts that were already in the story. They're specifically writing her into. I these wouldn't things. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Lee Daniels wrote a role for her specifically. Oh, okay. Right. That's what I said. Empire, I'm going to give you that just for the benefit of the okay. argument. But again, 
just obviously has way more other stuff than those two you mentioned. So that's what I was trying to understand if that's what you meant as well. But you're just speaking about these these two particular lead. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen anything else she's been in other than Precious and Empire. So oh, okay. I have to see other roles um, and, and, and know the director and see if they had a relate, if, if they knew each other, they were friends offset, blah, 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 this or that, or if they were progressive. Blah, blah. A lot of stuff goes into it. With the Empire, Lee Daniels, I could see him being the type of mm-hmm. writer or director who wants to open the door for a lot of different types of people. Got it. And got he it, would say, let it. me write for her. Let me write for uh, okay. CD. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just to throw out, she's been in uh, what I haven't seen is Yell- Yelling to the Sky was right after Precious, Tower Heist. I think Tower Heist was Eddie Murphy, wasn't it? Yep. yep. Uh, Seven Psychopaths, White Bird and a Blizzard, Life Partners. She was in Top Five. I guess she played herself, the one with Chris Rock. I don't remember her in Top Five. Uh, Gravy and then Grimsby. And then just countless TV appearances. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, there you go, Q. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> okay. <Talk> about <laughs> whatever. Man. Uh, and uh, she's uh, she could probably argue uh, she's one of the top rated, decorated. Uh, did she won an Academy Award? Didn't she? Yes, she did. So no. I, I, I would imagine. No, or, or was she nominated? She didn't. She probably nominated, but I don't think she won anything. Uh, in addition, that she nom- didn't yeah, she was nominated. Her. Yeah, she's nominated for a Glo- Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Actress. Uh, so there you go. But all right, yeah, she. Well, she, no, she and and no, so no, the, the real thing is, shout out to Gab- Gabourey because at the end of the day, this whole conversation is is uh, is part of the problem, <laughs> and I admit that I'm part of that problem because obviously she's a talented actress, and her looks only really matter to us because that's why we're talking about it. Wait, what's this us? I didn't say anything. Well, excuse, everyone here except for Aunt Pooh and Mark, who are not necessarily in that conversation. There you go. Wait a minute. I would watch her in the movie despite her looks. I'm just saying that's how Hollywood operates. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. Exactly. Sure. Whatever. <clears throat> this nigga had a whole 15 minute argument the other way, but. What I, I never say I, was, I was speaking how Hollywood perceives I things. I got it. I understand. I never said that's how I do it. This sound like although I, I would lose the weight if I had the money. Wow. This sound like uh, what's that lady's name? Carrie Ann. Uh, she'd be on uh, CNN. They'd be going back and forth. That lady that's on Trump's team. Kelly Ann. Kelly Ann. How do I sound like that? Never mind. I don't want. Yeah, I'll trigger something. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's move, move on. Move on. Yeah. Move on. You talk, talk See, these already. He is too naggerish to begin the training. Let's move on. Uh, all right, something else to talk about. Um, man, throw out throw out a topic. We'll jump into it. Well, since uh, you know, like I said earlier, I have been reading the transcript from the oral argument in a couple of Supreme Court cases, primarily because. Justice Kennedy will be back in California in April, and I need something to talk to him about. But the one that's in the news has been the one about the baker in Colorado who refused to, you know, do a cake away a married or soon to be married couple of guys wanted it to be done. And huh, that was that a big case, case in, here in Seattle uh, a while ago. 
They put that bakery out of business. But go ahead. And that case is in front of the Supreme Court and now being heard for deliberations. Now, I will admit, before reading what I read yesterday, I was not really versed on it. But reading what I've seen thus far, I'm about two-thirds of the way done through oral argument. I'm going to go ahead and predict it now. They're going to rule in favor of the baker. Okay. Because a lot of people, and the reason being, a lot of people, you know, who aren't thoroughly familiar with these issues are saying the baker is discriminating against the married guys when he's not doing that. That's not, the issue is not one of discrimination. The issue is one of the baker being compelled to present speech that he does not agree with. In essence, they're trying to make him say a certain thing by way of decorating a cake. And he says, I'm not going to do that. So this is kind of a First Amendment thing as, as opposed to a discrimi- discrimination thing. Let me and ask think, you this. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Now, maybe I'm wrong, <clears throat> but to me, it's no different than saying we will not serve, you will not, you cannot drink, you cannot eat at our counter because you're black. You cannot no, drink. No, 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 no. It is not the same thing. How's it different? First of all, when you say that, you're telling an entire group or class of people they can't do something. Like you're always cake people. No, 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 no. What happened with the cake guy is this. These guys, I don't know their names. I'm not going to be funny by trying to say something cute. These guys come to the bakery and say, we want to buy this cake. Guy's like, fine. I'll hook you up. Then they pull out these designs and things they want added to the cake. He's all, okay, right there, I got a problem. I'm not going to do that. So the fact that they're buying the cake, he'll sell them the cake. But they want him to put, and I don't know what they want want him to write on it, but they want him to write certain things on the cake. He says, I'm not doing that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now it sounds like you're suggesting they want something lewd on the cake. Because- I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Didn't say that. Didn't say well, that. I imagine that the only thing they want the cake to say is, I love you or it be my It doesn't matter. You can't compel someone to say anything they don't want to say. Period. This is interesting. This same type of thing or very similar happened here in Washington State. That the flowers thing people it was a yeah it was a flowers yeah. thing and the yeah. washington state supreme court ruled against those flowers flowers for not wanting to i guess make a flower arrangement for a same-sex wedding or something now see that's different because now i've not read that case but their business is making flower arrangements <clears throat> that's what they do so for them oh. to be told you you know we're not going to do a flower arrangement for you that's a problem i don't understand this 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 cake company's business, a big part of it is making wedding cakes. See, again, I don't think I'm being clear here. It's the not. issue here is, isn't that they make cakes. Right. No. It isn't that they have been known to put happy birthday or whatever the fuck on cakes. The issue is these cats have come in with their own language saying, right. we, and I, none of us know what it says, saying we want this on our cake and we want you to put it on and what i'm saying is i understand that and what i'm saying is that if it is a contentious issue it it must be um something if it's something beyond we uh i love you or 
be mine in marriage or something like that, which I don't see why it would be legal for this uh, cake maker to not put that on a cake. It must be something lewd or something. That's I, I disagree completely because let's, let's look at let's look at it like this. Okay. Suppose you know you have a cake. You're, we're gonna we're gonna call it the Q Bakery. Okay, Q Bakery's doing doing cakes. Q has been known to get Michelin star level you know reviews. Q's real heavy in this business. Okay. Your boy Trump comes in. Right. Says Q, I need a cake. Says right. make America great. Trump's all out in the back of donuts. You say no. He sues you, and they try to compel you to write that language. Would you do it? Would I do it if I'm sued, or if the court tells me to do it? Would you do it at all? Oh well, okay. So we don't we don't have to bring in the the suing of the uh, or anything like that. Would at I do? This point no. Would you do it? <clears throat> I would put it this way. I wouldn't want to, <laughs> but if I knew that I could, that it was illegal to do it. It's, it's, again, it's not illegal. It's not a question of legality. It's a question of would you do it? I, uh, no, I would not do it. But if Thank I. You. Wait a minute. We're done. We're done. No, hold okay, on. go ahead. Hold on. But if I were informed by legal counsel before we even went to court, you know, Mike, you know, you, you could be sued for doing this because you know it's not really legal for you to do that then i would do it and i feel like that's what this cake company that's what's missing from the if you take the metaphor further that this cake company has probably been advised that this could go bad for you and they still have said no i won't do it again this is not a question of legality this is a question of one man one person saying i'm not going to be compelled to write language that I have not written before, that I don't write as part of my daily business, in order to appease this one pair of customers. Is, is this no. is a thing in Colorado? This yes. Is, yes. Here, let me read this a little bit of this here. I just found this Washington Post. Uh, I'm jumping in midway here. It says, the case originated in 2012 after David Mullins Charlie Craig asked Colorado baker Jack Phillips to make a cake for the wedding reception. Phillips refused, saying that he believed marriage should be restricted to a man and a woman and that creating a cake for a gay wedding would violate his Christian faith. Mullins and Craig sued based on Colorado's anti-discrimination laws, which prevent businesses open to the public from refusing service based on race, gender, marital status, or sexual orientation. The case rests on a fast... First Amendment argument, Phillips claims forcing him to sell wedding cakes to same-sex couples violates his right to free speech. He lost in Colorado courts, which ruled that providing a wedding wedding cake was a business transaction, not a personal endorsement of any specific marriage, and that Phillips was free to express his faith in other ways. But in June, the Supreme Court agreed to take the case and expected to hear arguments in November. LGBTQ activists fear that a ruling in favor of Phillips would allow legal discriminations from bakers, florists, restaurants, photographers, jewelers, and other businesses based on a claim of religious belief. The Justice Department recently filed an amicus brief, support, amicus curiae amicus brief supporting Phillips' argument. Amicus curiae means a friend of the court. That means people walking in who are not involved as parties saying, you know what, we got an opinion here. Here's our two cents. Now, the court can listen to it or ignore it. A lot of people have filed amicus curiae briefs on this. 
thing about it to me is I say this, <clears throat> and I don't I don't know it, and this one doesn't say anything about it saying any sort of language or whatever. It it, it says the guy thinks the whole concept of two guys getting married is against his Christian faith. The thing about it to me, though, is that it it can't open the doors for other foolishness. Uh, so what happens if a Muslim person comes in and, and, and ain't got nothing to do with Christian faith at all? It's a whole different religion. Would he say, well, because I don't believe in your religion and it goes against my religion, you as a Muslim or whatever, I'm not going to make these cakes for you. It, that would nope. be, that would be mad funny style because, again, it ain't got nothing to do with you believing them. I mean, how does that mess up your faith? If I was to ask you to make a cake for a, uh, I don't know, for a bachelor party or some stripper stripper show that I imagine would be going against the commandments of your faith, would you not do that then either? Like, can you okay. only service things that are in, in line with your faith? That makes that no, you're absolutely right, but that's not what, but that's not the issue though. See, because again, that's why I went ahead and got the transcript of the oral arguments from the. You know appearances back in November, so I could be clear on what's going on here. What's exactly the issue? The clear, the clear issue is this: He will sell them a cake. He point out an array of rainbow, you know, inspired cakes. Right. But they came in with their own language for things they wanted to customize the cake with. And, but it doesn't now, say what that language is, does it? We don't know what it says. We don't so know what it, it could say anything. It could say anything. But he says, based on my religious beliefs, I can't be compelled to express that language on a cake. Now, if you want to do it yourself, well, see, go right ahead. That goes back to what I'm saying. Well, then, so if somebody said, I want to have verses from the Quran on there, he could say that I don't do yes. that. That would be yes, ridiculous. He could say that. <laughs> but this, that's what I'm saying. It would be ridiculous. But again, what's to stop you know, a patron? From saying, you know, and yeah, it goes both ways. It could be a Quran thing. It could be something from, you know, a Jewish faith, Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. That's why people, that's why the government generally stays out of, you know, issues of religious freedom because that's the First Amendment issue. Now, having said that, if you buy the cake or wherever you get it and you customize it yourself, go ahead. They're not no. saying he won't sell you a cake. He's saying he's not going to customize it with this language that you know the person wants and you can't you, you can't be compelled to do that the one argument i could see for why they shouldn't have to make the cake is basically and mark you can correct me if i'm taking it too far it basically is can you compel a vendor to provide services to a client who you don't agree with and agree with them on what basis, though, right? You may not agree that they're black, so I don't. I don't well, agree well, in this case, it would be their religious, religious principle or religious beliefs. But like using your argument with Trump, and I'm I'm making your case now. If Trump came to me and said, "I want you, Q Storm Media Group, to film a uh, political commercial for me," hell no, we taking that to the Supreme Court. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roll tape on a commercial that you're gonna put on TV and spread your filth across the country. So that I could see that being an argument for why they shouldn't have to make the cake. Because I, uh, I I as a vendor would not want to work for Trump. And this cake maker as a vendor doesn't want to work for this. But see this, again, uh, it, it opens the door though. 
if you say that right, that same cake vendor, I don't want to do, I don't support black issues. Oh, this is a Black Lives Matter cake. Now get the hell out of here. Or this is a Me Too cake. Get the hell out of here. I mean, you, you're opening the door for them to use any reason then, right? Because they're going to, you think yours is legitimate, they're going to think theirs is legitimate. And I'm just saying, I don't, that's a very slippery slope to, to leave that open because it's, it's one thing when it's against something you don't like, but when they turn it against you, you're going to be the first one being saying, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, this isn't right. So, Mike, you're saying they, they should not be, they should make the case. Well, me personally, uh, I kind of think you, you kind of have, well, I don't think you have to do anything because you, I just say you, you deal with the repercussions of your actions. Uh, I say if they don't want to make the cake, fine, you, you, that's your choice. Now, the thing that will happen here in Seattle, when your company gets put out of business, you know, don't complain on that either, right? Because you, you have to stand so by your decisions. They, they don't have to, they should make the cake unless they want to go out of business. No, no, I'm saying that's what happened in, in the case here in Seattle. But I'm saying I hope they didn't complain because of the repercussions of their actions. You stand by what you say. So I say here, they, they do what they want to do and stay business, but I'm just saying you will, re, you know, whatever the situation is, be prepared to deal with your, think through what you're going to do because it's one thing to make a stand, but now if the stand costs you your inheritance and your, and your money, maybe you didn't make the right stand or maybe, All right. you know what I mean? Well, like, I just say you got to think about what you're doing. I'm not saying they should be forced to, but I'm saying is they have to really think through what they're getting themselves into. What if they don't make the cake and they their business flourishes? What would you say to that? I would say cool for them. And then, well, wait a minute. So then you say cool for them, but then a Muslim comes in and they want the Quran on their cake. Right. You say, what's your argument? They've well, again, I, I say the business owner makes their own choices. That's what I say. So, Either way you go, you have to stand by what you... Now, you ask me what I would do? Or you ask me what I think about what they're doing. That's I mean, if you were if you were the judge determining right. what the law is, what what would you what would you order? If I was the judge, I would probably say uh, you would have to do it because I would say you can't pick and choose the things that go along with your faith. If you say that you're doing it because you're Christian faith, then don't let me find out you're making cakes for strippers. Don't let me find out you're doing <laughs> cakes for adulterers and other things because the Bible does not, Christian faith is not just against gay stuff. It's against a whole bunch of other stuff. So unless your business is purely on that, then I can understand that. But we both know that that ain't the case. So that's why I would probably say that doesn't really hold a lot of weight to me because no man is straight and narrow there's sinners coming into your business every goddamn day and if you're not critiquing critiquing their sin and just this one then you sound corny to me if you have a, and again it's not that he won't make the cake he'll make the cake i mean cakes are already made that's what they do but right. i right. think the issue really comes down to if i own a business and i don't want to customize a cake with any you know religious imagery that is my job. That's that's my call. Right, but they're not. But, but again, they're not asking him to put religious imagery on there again, right? No, they're, we don't know what they're, we they're, don't know what they're right. For. But I'm just saying based on what you just said. But I'm just saying if somebody came in there and it was a couple that was living together in the you know out of wedlock or whatever, you know, what I mean, it's a sin to be having sex in there. What do they call that when you you having sex and you're not married? Fornicated. So would he? So again, he better not be having cakes for heterosexual people who are fornicating in a relationship and they're celebrating their 
10-year anniversary, then he can't have a cake for that either, right? Because it's against his Christian faith, if I'm not mistaken. So that's what I would be seeing as the judge because I would be like, this is what you stand on? Well, let's make sure that you actually stand on that. You can't pick and choose what you stand on. We're going to make the law. Let's make the law. Because well, it, 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 it really ain't got nothing to do about same sex. It's against your religion, right? So exactly. fornication is against this your is religion a, too. So let's not I, deal I, I, with the same sex. you just against all sin. So again, can you prove that your business has always begin, has always been against all sin? And if you can't, then get the hell up out of here. I mean, I don't know. Why, why, why would it only be, I, why I is it, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't make sense. Take the gays. I, 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 I don't care about that. You just said it's about your religion. It's not about them being gay. So exactly, it's not. Then let's deal with that. I'm gonna deal with See, what you a, brought to the table. That's a slippery table. slope, man. That's a slippery you slope. Which is why I think the court will not get in the get in the middle of that deeper. Because then you talk about you know reasonableness of certain religions versus other religions and the aspects of each one, and that is not a discussion that the Supreme Court needs to have. Plus, there are there are Christians who are pro pro LGBTQ or anti-LGBTQ and pro-cohabitation. You can't get into that. that. That's a getting into the weeds that you can't. Well, that's no what I'm saying. So it ain't got nothing to do with it being gay then. Which was it going to be only about this issue or of the issue you said, Christian faith? If he said it was about Christian faith, then let's just deal with that, what you said, not about this particular sin, because that doesn't make any sense, right? You're not serving just these types of customers, right? You're serving Christian faiths that don't go against your values. So let's just stick with your values, right? But I think I think Christians, some Christians, have proven that they are inconsistent with their Christian values. Well, then that would throw his whole thing out the way, right? If he's inconsistent, then you can't argue. Why would you? But I'm just saying, no, no court is going to take the time to go through the Bible and say, oh, see, right here in, in Corinthians. Right. I'm just you, know, you asked me what I would do. And I, and I would go by what he said. And so that's why I said, let's throw away the whole gay thing because you're right. We're not going to go through all that because it don't make no sense. So we're just going to assume based off of what you said that you are about Christian faith. So it, can you prove to me that you only served Christian faith situations? And then I'll back your argument. Because you brought this to me. I didn't, so, so we'll just go by what you said, right? I, look, I can see it just saying you brought this shit to me. So we're going to go by what you say. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> you, you got to prove the thing to me. I ain't got to prove nothing to you. I'm the judge. So I'm going to ask you to prove what you said. Go ahead. I'm listening. And then when he's like, the people's court theme would come on. So get your ass up. Are you wasting the court's time, man? Go on and make, make the cake. But, but I'm saying, I'm saying what, what you're suggesting, that means that the the court then has to make a case against the baker that he's not following. No, no, no. Person. I don't have to. The court makes no case. You have to make a case to me. This is a Supreme Court. So I got time. I, this I'm is saying, the place for you to go you, deep because we're setting a precedent for everybody. So we're going to get into it. If, if no other court would, this is the one where we will do it. So make so your he, case. The baker's going to say, I am a Christian. I have Christian values. Sure. I don't believe in LGBTQ. And if the judge says, well, why did you serve? Uh, why did you make a cake for these two? Uh, well, no, the judge ain't gonna say that. The other side, if it was on their job, would say, "Well, we have then, proof here that you served uh, Hooters <laughs> six months ago, right. and, and, right. and a, 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 a bukkake party the other day." So, which one is it? 
Right. And then I'll look at it as a judge and like, man, you do got a point. Explain yourself. He's going to say, the baker will say, well, I, that is part of my Christian values because uh, Abraham had many wives. And, and I'm going to say no. They begat, they begat and they begat. So he was and having I'm gonna sex say with a lot of no, these wives. And I will say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Why would you say no? Because that's, that's bullshit. Well, because we could probably, and I, you know what I would say as a as being petty <laughs> judge? I would say, well, what was King James? Huh? Yeah, now see, some of you would say no, but I would say, well, I say, well, do you use the King James? Now, if I was the lawyer, I'd be like, do you use the King James version of the Bible? I set their ass up and say, uh, yeah. What sexual orientation was King James? Huh? Yeah, what was the point? <laughs> well, he's, he, he was rumored to be gay. And you're reading his Bible. So that would say, and then I'd be on my prince. So that would say what? And they would say, well, I don't read that version. Well, I just asked him. I said, if he said yes, I'd have his ass. <laughs> Stay with me now. I would love for you to be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> I said the lawyer would say that. I said the lawyer, I'd be like, man, we got this client. He got the King James Bible, and we pull out the historical documents that King James was gay. And but you read his Bible, so which one is it? So I would just, just argue the point, you know. I just hey, hey, you, you said you're against it, but you studied the Bible from the guy who was. I mean, which 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 one are you going to go with? But basically, you would have proven that all Christianity is ridiculous. Hypocritical. Hey, would you say lace that bitch up? I'm a lawyer. Like, I, I, my job is to win my client the case, prove whatever. I'm not into my feelings, so I could I, be I, a, would, I could be I, a Christian I, and totally go against it, but I'm gonna do my job. I ain't I here to play that. sides. <laughs> I'd be like, just like these, come, even, come with your just like these evangelicals who um still support Trump. A, exactly. Like, well, there you go. It's the same thing. It's the same. So there you go. It's the same exact thing. I was like, hey. I'm just pointing the hypocrisy out. Y'all deal with the feelings and how you feel about it. I'm just putting putting on putting on blast. That's y'all shit. They ain't hey, you the one claiming so. <laughs> I would love me. you to be an attorney. I would love it. <laughs> Mark's like, like Mike will never make it. <laughs> Thrown out of there in a minute. Mike would be the first person looking at big sexy talk about nigga, please. <laughs> I am curious as to what they wanted on the cake, though. That kind of... I, am I mean, too. if it was like a plastic dildo or something, okay, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> that yes, that's a co any that's common true. person would not go for that, but if it just I mean, said, me and John love each other and we want to stay together forever, hey, man. I To me, again, just hot take. This is a guy, he, he wants to stand by Christian vows and he wants to prove a point. And he's against it. He's against same-sex marriage. And this is what it's all about, in my opinion. And yes, he's going to stand on his Christian faith, which I respect that. But again, to me, then, if you're going to be about that life, be about that life. You, you can't pick and choose the shit. If that's what you choose to stand on, well, then we're going to question, you know, I have to question you, then, then you're going to have to stand on it. But as we know, as Q said, a lot of people be saying, I'm this and I'm that. But they be the, he'd be the first one, you know, trying to up holler. Club, he'd be the first the one trying to holler at somebody he know he married or ain't married. If she was an opener, he'd be the first one diving in. Bible verses be damned. So, you know, come on. Man. What was my man's name? I have sinned. <laughs> Which one is that? What was my man? Is that Farwell? Uh, uh, no one Farwell. 
Uh, 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 Baker. Not Baker. Roberts. Baker. No, it wasn't Jim Baker. The Jim Baker was filed. It was. Oh, she's driving me crazy now. But he went on TV and started crying. I have sinned after he got caught in the hotel with a couple of hookers. Was it that Baker? Probably. That wasn't Baker. Baker was a whole other scam. Hmm. And they got Baker on, uh, you know, tax issues and trying to sell timeshares and shit. That hustling. dude was crazy now. He, he, like, he looked like Colonel Sanders now. <laughs> Every day <laughs> hustling. Amen. Uh, anyway, jumping gears to Jimmy Swagger. Uh, Swag- is even Jimmy his Swag- name? Oh, that's right. That's what's, right. What's that his name? Swagger. That, is, that was a sign right there. <laughs> <laughs> Clearful yet, dollar. You know, these cats you tell you, you what they. Dollar? Yeah, he's still out there. I yeah, they bottom. tell you. They tell you exactly what they are in their name. He tell Clearful dollar. Don't be. Hey, don't come in here. You know what it is, Amen. Hey man. All right. Um yeah, real quick, man. Your boy your boy DT, man. He's Ooh. he's wild, man. He's uh once again, I, I this is and it's funny, this scandal, they play man, it, it just shows how much he you know the spin control is heavy. Uh what's uh Stormy Daniels. <laughs> it, this is if this had been Obama, oh, it would be over the band. Over, <laughs> boy, it would have been, it would have been one of the greatest takedowns. It would have been the ma- biggest L of all time. They'd have had Obama and he paid off some, some porn stars. <laughs> oh man, but Trump, man, they got slick Willie, slick Willie DT. He, he, he ain't gonna be too slick much longer. I mean, what else is it gonna take, man? They got him on tape saying crazy shit. They got this. They had all this. <laughs> like he just Teflon Don, man. Teflon Don. They might, they might have him on obstruction of justice now. Oh man, you don't you don't sidestep that. We'll see. We'll see. But man, he just he racks him up and keeps on moving, man. And he got so many people that's just like on cold. Uh, you brought up the what they call him. Evangelicals. Who said wow. black folks don't say? You know the black folks don't say. Oh, the pe- the preacher <laughs> or pastor. Some we don't call them evangelical. But you know they got these preachers on TV, cupcake and heavy. <laughs> like it don't make no sense. It's just like, come on, man. What about Stormy? D-? Well, see, that was before. Oh, that's he gets a mulligan. He gets a mulligan. Yeah, mulligan. Like, huh? when did they start doing that? <laughs> These white folks even use white terms, <laughs> golf terms. Oh, like, damn. they they campaigning heavy lately. They like listen. Uh, the scripture is only for Christians. <laughs> he don't live by the word, so we can't hold him accountable to it. I'm like, damn, he got a and squad. And see, this is why I don't ascribe to respectability prop. Uh, politics. It's like, Here we go. fuck all that trying to be on code with them. Get our own code. Mm. Mm. As long as our code means pulling your pants up, okay. Wow. Well, you know, when, when you're done being bent over, I guess so. Whoa. Oh! <laughs> oh! 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 Oh
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> something else brewing there. I feel some other energy coming on. <laughs> I mean, that whole thing just doesn't make any sense. Like, pull your pants up. Like, if a person wants to sag, let them sag. Don't mean it's got to be for you or for them. Like, shh. Mm. Okay. Jay Z sag. We're going in that. Damn near a billion. Down. Going down that. Yeah, and that happens all the time. Everybody, everybody gets into the NBA too. Everybody wants to be a basketball player. They get into the NBA. Hey. Okay. Everybody get into college. What? Does everybody get into college? No. Okay. That doesn't mean you should be able. That's not an excuse to go around sagging your pants, though. I'm not. What's your point? All right. Silence. Okay. I don't know that, that that debate came out of nowhere. The saggy was that something? To, y'all have something brewing offline or something? No, I just hate that. I just hate that. To me, that stupid ass statement. Pull your pants up. Like, fuck you. Like, Damn. like if they, people want. I'm not saying fuck you personally. <laughs> I'm just saying fuck anybody that want to go with. Pull your pants up. Like, you, wait, you're wait, my parent. Don't tell me to pull my pants wait, up. Wait, wait, to, hold on, hold on. To, wow. to be to complete an image that you find more acceptable than the image that the person has because there are people out there who are all kinds of images that present to themselves that are not only successful but are good upstanding <laughs> citizens. So wanna go with this bullshit, pull your pants up because that's gonna stop a bullet? That's gonna stop racism? Come on. I don't think that's the issue when you know, because a lot of times I think Pull your pants up. That bullet ain't gonna get me now. Nope. A lot of the whole pull your pants up thing is triggered. If you're going to be working in, a certain, in my right. building or any type of you know establishment, then you got to pull your pants up. What you do on your own time, do what you do. Shit. Mm. Yeah, because you know black men don't have enough problems. Let's let's pull our pants down because we want to make a statement. Mm. Or you know maybe you just feel comfortable. We don't we don't want to we don't want to work. Wow. <laughs> so you said people that sag don't work. I, you, come, come into my workplace asking me for a job with your pants. I'm a one more time. I'm, You're you I'm saying a, people that sag don't work. I'm saying come into my workplace where I'm gonna where I'm hiring at uh, hundred thousand dollars a year, where you might be able to hang on. Let, let, you want me let me finish? You want me let me finish? It's called a metaphor. I know you have a problem with those. Wow, shots are. But coming to my office where I'm paying hypothetically, I can give you where I can give you a salary that will allow you to raise a family. You mean like buy the NBA? House, buy a car and come in with your like with your pants. Universal sad. Music Group. Say what? Uh-huh. Like Universal Music Group? You mean like EA? You mean like Activision? You mean like Blizzard? What's your point, sir? Those are people that don't regulate sagging pants. I don't know what your point is. Are you saying people I, go to work at these companies and sag their pants? I think I just did. Well, you really didn't. I had to figure it out because you don't really say what you mean. Well, I think when I say these are people that allow you to do that, then I don't get so the positive. <laughs> the power <laughs> levels is peaking here. Was <laughs> I talking? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, the, the metaphor. See, that I've just proved you don't understand metaphors. <laughs> Wait, wait, I, this, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, wait. Let me just jump in real quick, just because so, I'm just thinking from the listener's point of view. Yeah. You, you guys are throwing shots at each other, but I mean, actually, say what you were gonna say, and to, to, so that we get it, and then come and go back to Q. Well, I was, I say, I said places like Activision, like EA, like the NBA, like Universal Music Group that signs rapper that sag are hiring people that make more than a hundred thousand dollars that do sag. 
So what is your point? My point is just like, as I said before, there are, there may be, um, what do you call it, exceptions. But I think the overall rule is that if you walk into a place of business with your pants sagging, you're going to be asked to leave. Okay. Now, you want to you want to talk to you want to talk to uh, to black men about oh wait wait a minute EA hiring, uh 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 Univision or what what uh, Activision hiring whatever you said, whatever these company they hiring so yeah you you can get a job there 100% guaranteed so go ahead and sag you all right. That's destructive <laughs> to black men. Telling a black man that that they, it's all right for them to sag is being destructive. Got it. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think that you both are coming from different aspects. Now, I think Q is coming from a more traditional, maybe somewhat of a <laughs> common sense approach that we you know you hear older say, pull your pants up. You know, we black, so we have to present yourself in a better way. You don't fall into a stereotype, that sort of thing. I get it. Like, I know exactly what he's talking about, and I don't disagree from most people. But I also think that Ampu is coming from a a perspective of, so he works in uh, probably more of a tech field environment, or or at least that uh, industry in which is spawned into social media and different things of that nature, but it's from a tech thing where it's more about skill-based and probably traditionally a lot of us are not in that from the older days but i understand what he's saying too you probably will see people of color in those environments that are not wearing suit and ties they got their pants on dragging a little bit or they're just wearing jeans is a super casual but they're not being sort of they're not being critiqued on their dress because that's not why they're there and it's a different sort of a work uh, concept than what we've traditionally as black people come from. True. So I can see both ways. Now, for you to say uh, it's not in the best interest of a black person to think on that level, I can understand where you're coming from, but then I, I could also see where probably for a lot of the younger people who don't have those traditional sort of mindsets that we may have had and they're not as they they are exposed more be more to probably some of the people that Aunt Pooh was around in those environments where that type of stuff on a front level isn't isn't an issue. Well let me let me throw this out. Sure. You you get into EA, right? And you get your, your six figure job. That's great. Okay. Or fine. Amazon, right? Or something like Amazon. that. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um when are black people gonna get into the mindset that we want to start owning this shit? We want to start bossing on this shit. We don't want to start. We don't want to be sure. working there. We want to be owning the shit. Now, do you see? Tell me how many of these companies, the CEOs, go around with their pants sagging. Well, actually, again, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, if if you're in the mindset of you're being an owner in that sort of tech you know, industry, then they probably are dressing like that and owning those companies. I don't, I, that would probably be the last thing they're worried about how they look. Um, again, most of them probably, you know, probably don't even have offices and they, you know, oh, I got a team that's over here in this city and I got a team over here in this city, but probably all working out of a we work environment. If you're familiar with what those are, Q, uh, where those are not the traditional office spaces, right? Those are communal office spaces where they're all damn near sagging their pants. I've been in them places, 
But I'm just saying, it's a different type of a culture. I guess that's what we're talking about. And we're dealing with black culture where traditionally, so you had to pull your pants up, but I think there is a, you also have a different culture where that stuff doesn't necessarily matter. Now, when you walk out on the streets, it matters. But in the workplaces, I don't think it matters. I'm just going to ask this question. What? Well, I'm not going to get an answer. I'm going to answer it anyway, but why would someone want to sag their pants and show their ass? Why? Uh, if they're showing the ass, that's something else. Showing your underwear, then. Showing your underwear. Why? Why? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think. I think. See, when I think when he's saying you're saying sagging this this extreme gangbanger sagging all. Most of these guys are soft as hell. Sagging. They're not thinking about it the same way you're thinking about it. They their draws ain't. You know, aren't showing. They're not tough guys. They're probably exceptionally smart. And they're not even thinking I'm not, about that. I'm not talking about their their acumen or any. I'm just saying. Why wouldn't you want to have your pants covering your behind? That's all I'm asking. Have you, ever, have you ever stopped and asked someone that? I have never been in a position to ask someone that. If I find myself in that position, I will. You've never been around a young person that was sagging? I've never been. A, I've been around young people that are sagging, but I don't know these people. I'm not, gonna, I'm not a fool. I'm not going to walk up to someone off the, off the street and say, hey, why are your pants sagging? I might. I don't know what that could lead to. Well, no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, I think it's. I said See, that's that bullshit that you be saying to me. You know, good one. That's foolish. Why would I do minute, that? Wait a minute. What? I've done it. Uh oh. Yeah. I mm. asked a young man who was dating, you know, my niece. You knew the guy. Him, that's I, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know him. He showed oh. up at you know my mom's house, you know, during the holidays. Right. And I see this cat walking, I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> I would ask I would know? ask that guy. I would ask that guy. But I'm so I about- asked home skillet, so what's the story, man? And I didn't I didn't do it with a disrespectful tone because I don't know. <clears throat> so I asked <clears throat> him point blank and said, Look, dude, what's what's the story with this, man? Help right. me out. Yeah. He said, For me, it's comfortable. I said, huh. all, right, all right, fair enough. Huh. Fair. <laughs> okay. They actually yeah. sell jeans that way too, right? I mean, yes, they do. Go into probably any old and navy, loose fitting gap yeah. or old navy. And, and, <laughs> you can buy them that you're, way. You're, and you're down with it. You 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 understand it? You you would you do it? Me? I said, Ant. Oh, sorry. He seems down with it. I'm asking, would he do it? What was your question? Would I do what? Uh, here we go. That Nick bought. <laughs> so you gonna ask the question, or are you gonna try to clown? I said. You seem down with it. You seem okay with it. Would you do it? Yes, I have. Okay. And as a matter of fact, to bring it back to those companies, the majority of the people that were sagging in those companies that I work for were non-black. But I guess that means nothing. Well, that's a whole other can of worms. (laughs) I would say that about a white person, too. Only thing is a white person has... Can get away. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Well, I, listen. I, as I said, the key, as I said earlier, what they do in the office is one thing, but when you out on the street, to me, is a little different. Now, depending on where you live, that sagging, that sagging is opening the door for people to take that the way Q's taking it, right? 
So a white dude sagging, it ain't no, it, a white cat sagging ain't gonna really got to deal with some of the issues you may have when they say, you know, they're not gonna be stereotyped in a certain way. But oh, yeah, you know, hey, you gotta know your environment too. <laughs> wow, I just think it's a sad state of affairs where we're we're trying to normalize pulling having your pants hanging off your ass. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a sad state of affairs that you don't want to normalize the way anyone wants to choose how anyone chooses to wear their clothes. Okay. I don't think it's a question of normalizing. Again, <clears throat> with the exception of uh, ants, all of us here are over fifty, or you know, getting closer to fifty. And when we were younger, you know, kids, kids, people, adults <laughs> looked at us. You know, with the big bell bottoms at some point saying, what the fuck? Yeah, or the big-ass afro or whatever. So we're not exposing our that. body parts, though. There's a big difference. We're not exposing our our body parts. No, the parts aren't being exposed. Let's, right. let's be clear. The big you know, difference. There, there is fabric over, you know, these guys, you know, areas that are private. So it's not like they walk around with their, their actual butts hanging out. Yeah, I've never seen nobody you know? personally <laughs> sagging their butt. Yeah, they I don't know this. where that's coming from, but know. I've never seen that. I've seen probably more plumbers expose their ass than I've exactly. ever seen any party sagging their ass. I don't know when what, I say, what I part of New York or whatever I mean, you're walking Showing around. your underwear. Showing your underwear. And I ain't seen that either. I just, I've never seen that personally. you never seen what? I've never seen nobody's underwear exposed when they're sagging. I just personally never seen that. Really? Well, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand what sagging is. When I'm talking about sagging, I'm talking about the the top or rim of the of the pants mm-hmm. going below the uh, the top of the drawers. Well, see, so, here's the thing. I'm gonna say something here. Yeah. The most of my jeans fit that way because there that's that's why that, that I bought them that way. That's how they fit. Now, does that mean I have my draw? Do I pull my shirt all the way up or? I don't know. Again, I don't know who you hang with. Maybe they well, not, <laughs> they tuck their tuck their shirts in or something. But I don't know. But I don't have my midriff exposed so that you could see the tip of the rim of my draws that you would see that. That's why I say I personally have never experienced that. Um, sagging. The sagging I'm talking about is where it, if they did not have on underwear, you would see like half of that crack. That's what I'm talking about. Sure. And and again, as I will say again, I've never seen anybody who's not wearing the underwear where you can, <laughs> as you just described, like I've never seen them sag where the crack of their ass is showing. I personally have never I'm seen it. I didn't say I saw that either. What are well, you I know. But I'm about? just saying, I'm just saying, I just said I haven't seen it. You are talking about it. And I'm assuming you're talking about it from experience. Well, then I don't know where you're getting this from because I haven't never seen anybody sag like that. That's why I'm kind of. See, I just put something in the in the chat, a picture. That's yeah, see that picture right there. About. I've never seen anybody in real life wear some shit like that. That hold looks on, ridiculous. Me, that looks ridiculous. To, hold on, hold on. Let me see this picture. No, I've that, seen that. Yeah, that looks ridiculous right there. And if you no, are I hanging around that I type of seen, stuff, Q, I, I then there's other that. issues probably going I've on. Like that. I don't know what's you know what's going on, but I'm talking about man. I can't believe I'm using my cursor to show a man. I'm talking about if the pants are halfway up. I that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I don't hang. I don't. I, I've never seen. I'm not around. But again. When I say know your environment, I'm not around those types of situations. I'm either at work, at home, or I'm in family situations. I'm not around thugs or around moist environments. Moist. <laughs> I, so I've never seen that personally. Like I guess I've seen pictures online, but to me, my real world, I'm just not around that type of environment. 
if you if you scroll down, there's a couple of white boys doing it. Do you see that picture? That, yeah, I see that. I, I see, I'm not around okay. that type of stuff. That's that's well, wildness to me. Like, we, you're clean. We got you. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Talking about the, guy on, the guy on the left. That's what I'm typically seeing. Yeah, I guess I don't see that. I don't, where, where do you hang around when you see that? I'm just curious. I've seen every, every time anyone's talking, I've seen it on uh, news shows when people are talking about sagging. I've seen it. Wow. I was in, okay. I was in the farm. I was in the pharmacy uh, just a couple days ago and the guy in front of me, he was sagging like this cat on the left. And I'm like, really? Yeah, really? There's a brother. I have occasionally I have seen guys that usually wear long shirts. Right. Mm -hmm. But I have seen guys sagging almost to the degree the guy on the right's doing it. And and I was is, asking, were those brothers, like, were black people is, doing that? Huh? Were the black people doing that? It was black people doing it. And I've seen it in uh, typically in areas that t that are mostly black. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, like I said, I, yeah, I don't be around well, what that. Are you, what are you talking about when you're talking about sagging? Well, they definitely ain't nothing like that. Yeah, that's not what I... What See, I, what you're talking about then, I wouldn't consider sagging then. Oh, that's what I'm saying. We might be on two different things. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you went to the gap or an old navy in the way those they show you those pictures of how the the low cut that's what i thought you were talking about this to me look like no, no. i look at this more like gang type stuff uh and i don't know now i'm curious if amp poo I, I ain't never seen nobody amazon wow, <laughs> shit really? like that like that's wow yeah that's what i'm saying do no, they be at, the, they at the, your job looking for the like most that? part for the most part, that low sagging thing has become somewhat more of a new phenomenon because we got people living out their hood dreams, buying Gucci belts or yeah. Prada, Michael Kors belt. And of course, you can't have a belt and not show it off. So you got to wear your pants lower so they show underneath your shirt so everybody knows you're rocking a Gucci belt. Let's all wear Michael Jackson pants so we can show off them $500 sneakers while we at it. Michael Jackson Say it again, pants? what? Huh? Them high water, Michael Jackson high water. Let's all let's make that a trend so we can show off them five hundred dollars sneakers we're gonna start buying. Buy me the sneakers, I'll wear them. <laughs> <laughs> I wear them bitches. Okay, okay. Can, can we put this to bed too? Because you keep shitting on our brother LeVar Ball for Fuck putting out five hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, wow. Okay, I guess hate hates a real disease. Um, you keep <laughs> crapping on him for he's put, a fucking loudmouth. He's a fucking loudmouth, and I can't stand him. And I'm sure there's nobody listening that would say the same about you. But moving Damn. back, LeVar Ball, Damn. you keep crapping on LeVar Ball for putting out these shoes to, to sell. But when Gucci and Tom Ford and Jimmy Choo and all the other designer shoes were making $500,000, $1,500 pair of sneakers, you had nothing to say. Fuck them, too. Oh, okay. you know what? You know what? I know who he's who LeVar Ball is targeting. That's the difference. You don't want to you don't you don't accept that. You don't agree with me. I don't care. Wait, so you don't Jimmy so you're saying LeVar Ball is targeting a certain people, but Jimmy Chu and these other Gucci and Michael Kors aren't? Do you think Jimmy Jimmy Chu and I, I love you know these shoe names that good for you. If you think they are trying to market to black or uh, black youth, then I'm a, I'm a call bullshit. So you have the quote of LeVar Ball saying he's marketing to black youth. I don't have the quote, but I know. I, wait a minute. I'm going to answer your question. I don't have the fucking quote, but I'm not stupid. Quote. And I know <laughs> who he I know who is going to be trying to get his shoe. It's the same crowd that, that goes after the new Air Jordans every year. That's, so you don't know. Thank you. Got it. 
because um, well, just, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, just just to throw a little bit of facts in there, just to throw a fact in there, Gucci's new ads from fall 2007 only featured black models. But oh, oh, but interesting. I don't think that was a done out of some mistake or something. <laughs> Probably for very specific. Okay, let's get let's get into the demo then. And they're break dancing. Oh, they're they're, they're break dancing in the pictures. So. Oh, what? <laughs> well, what's, the, what's, what's the okay? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, obviously they are marketing. They are marketing to blacks. They're going for that mid east, that mid eastern uh, European upper middle class seniors. Let's let's why don't we get off of the anecdotal stuff? Let me ask you this. Oh no, what's, it was facts. What's the product that they're selling? They're selling the brand. What's the product that they're selling? Who? You talking about Gucci? Uh, what's the product that the company that you just mentioned to me, what are they selling? Are you talking to me? You just said you saw an ad where they had black models, right? No, no, I said I said they their ads from fall of 2017 only right. featured black models. And are you asking me what product are they selling? Is that what you said? What's the product that they're selling is what I'm asking. Well, Gucci uh, sells clothes. I think that's what they're wearing Gucci clothes head to toe. I would assume the products are the, the pants, <laughs> the shoes, the. And do we know, do sorry? we know? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. So it's their clothes. That's the products. Right. So do we know? Can I get some information about are they are are they releasing a line of clothes affordable clothing? Or are they are these the clothes that are going to go in Barney's, Nordstrom's? Or are they more affordable, which some designers tend to do? You're asking Unlike me if I know that question, or are you asking this is what they're doing? I'm asking is that what they're doing? I, I'm, when oh, I'm I have no the, idea. I don't know the price. Why would I know the, the price? I'm making is just because you see an ad with black models, right? Doesn't mean that maybe they're not trying to market an affordable line of clothing. I'll get the black fuck you. out of here. Well, I, I, and listen, I, I was just going off what you said earlier. You didn't say anything about affordable line of clothing. You said who they were marketing to. You you made a point to say you know was who talk, he was, I was marketing talking to. About ten, I was talking about tennis shoes though specifically, and we know okay. that black right. But well, he brought up other brands, and then you said well, right. I understand that, but then when he said to bring up other brands comparison, you came back to say, well, I know for a fact or something like they're not targeting black. I don't have the numbers, but I know they're not targeting black shoes. So Mike, in terms of tennis shoes, sure. Well, I'm just yes. telling you. Yes. He said Gucci, right? And you didn't stop him to say Gucci shoes. So I don't know why you would because make the, point the context there. of the see this is the problem. This is the this is well, the, all right. Isn't I just said from head to toe they are wearing tennis shoes, sir, sir, sir? As I said, Ball is sir, I heard you. Shoes. You can't overtalk the ghost. As you said earlier, you asked me what they were selling. I said they are selling clothes. Our shoes. I'm sorry if I didn't use the right word. Shoes are a part of clothes. I would assume Gucci makes shoes. Do they not? I don't know if they do or not. That's the question. Yes, well, well, you do. just said they said How would you say they're not then? The well, then I'm selling. saying, so they're selling shoes as well. The guy in the ad got Gucci on they're his shoes. I would assume that those are Gucci <laughs> shoes, right? What's the product they're selling in the ad? We can end this right now. Clothes. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the right. picture. We're not talking about clothes. We're talking about tennis shoes. Hold it. Okay. So, so, so Hold slow down. Jesus slow Christ. it down. Slow so it down. Cute. Shoes are not no, 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 no. Nobody say nothing. We're talking Nobody about say shoes. anything. I'll turn your mic off. Here, I I muted you guys so they can't even hear you. I'm gonna show you the picture, and the picture he has Gucci shoes on, among other Gucci products. Okay. 
So then you don't have to keep asking the question over talking to each other. You know, I think what LeVar Ball <laughs> is selling is a brand, a brand slash lifestyle. Which is what Gucci sell. Exactly. Because LeVar Ball has said, look, my stuff is big baller brand. If you are not a big baller, this is not for you. He sells That's t-shirts, he's selling. He, right? He's selling the, the idea of exclusivity. And from a marketing standpoint, like that's been on for years. Like Gucci does, like Rolex, like Range Rover, <clears throat> you know, like people like that. So, and that's marketing 101. The more exclusive and thus hard to get item it is, the more demand will increase. And then here is the picture. If you look in Slack, you see the guy look like he, to me, he looked like a breakdancer, but he's got on Gucci. Shoes, I assume there's, there's Gucci logos, or Gucci colors on the shoes, and the sweatsuit. Now, that's all I'm saying. Now, you can oh, derive whatever you, whatever you think they're selling from that. I'll let you figure that out, but that's the actual ad. Oh, man. This photo taken, dude? This can't be real. <laughs> hey, I'm just presenting you what, what, what it says. You can you, you, you said they wasn't they wasn't marketing. I'm just saying, hey, it looks like last year they was marketing specically with blacks only. Now, if you think that's marketing to whites, you know something better than I do. But I'm just telling you who they was in the ad. That's all. Nope. Now, let me ask you. I wonder how much this shit cost. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably bank. Uh, if you do a Google, you see that they actually, Gucci has priced shoes at $650, how much does this shit right here cost? That's what I'm asking you. Well, how I, much it cost? Go look it up and you tell us. No, I, oh, wait. I, wait <laughs> Why would I'm we not, know? I don't wait, know. Wait, I'm that Supreme Court judge that you were just talking about. Well, I'm not proving any case. I'm proving that they market into blacks, which they obviously are. You want to prove you you want to prove how much they charge. I I don't know how much they charge. So you have Google just like we do. You could tell us. I'm not proving. I'm not not proving anything either. I'm just proving that they market into blacks. That's all I said. I you said, got in your feelings and went I into a whole earlier, other spectrum. My, I'm not my, arguing the the, how, said, the clothing and the price. That's your argument. I was just jumping in to say when you said you didn't think there was marketing the blacks. I said, well, actually they are, and that's all I said. And then I said, because Levar Ball is marketing the blacks too. Right. And then I said, Wait, so so that so that proves so that actually proves so that so that actually that would actually prove Ampoo's point, right? But I'm just I'm saying, okay. I know I'm going to let you finish, but as I'm on my Kanye. I'm going to let you finish. But that would actually prove what Ampu said all along then, right? If LeVar, if, if they're both, I didn't answer the question. <laughs> no, I'm going to answer the question. No, I don't want you to go no further to answer the question. LeVar Ball may not say he's marketing the blacks, but I'm not wow. stupid. Wow. Not stupid. Wow. Right. But you and know I that know. Gucci and these other brands are marketing. You won't let, let me finish, so y'all got I'm it. not, because I'm asking you a specific question I want you to answer. I don't want you I don't want you to tangent. No, I don't. That's your okay. don't. Okay, go ahead. You got <laughs> so it. I, I do have it. That's so. why I'm asking you a specific question. So you can keep dancing. I'm like, keep asking your question. So they both market in the blacks, correct? Yes. There are. you go. Now you can go where you want to go. I said earlier. I don't know. I have no proof in front of me that doesn't say that Gucci, which is a high ticket item, high ticket brand, is not marketing to blacks, but maybe they're marketing a more affordable line of clothing, which a lot of high ticket uh, brands do. Okay. So you send me this picture 
And yes, it is Gucci. I acknowledge that. But that doesn't tell me are they uh, marketing it to black youth at an outrageous price like LeVar Ball is. But going well, off your own... if you look own... on the link that I just clicked, you see oh, all of their shoes. <laughs> and none of them are under $500. Eight twenty. That would probably answer your questions well, right? But I don't know if you want to read that or you have them tell you. Do you want to... I'm going to get petty. Do you want to read it or you want us to tell you what it said? I'm reading it right now. Oh, okay. Because we could do an audio book. Oh, Gucci has some ugly fucking shoes, though. Goddamn. <laughs> so, so, sir, uh, Q-Star I'm talking to, what's the prices? Now, all the ones that are here are $800 or more. Okay. Uh, $700 or more. Now, now, now Q was, would argue, I, was, I don't know if there's another that, affordable that, line that you don't have a link to, right? <laughs> How was that proof, though? <laughs> wow. So, because Stop you sent it. me this link, that means... <laughs> You're, you're saying to me, because you sent me this link, that means Gucci doesn't have shoes under $700? Didn't I just say he would say that? Didn't I say that doesn't prove that they don't have an, an, an affordable... Answer, you ask, answer that question. Answer that question. What's the question? You're telling me, because you sent me this link. A link to Gucci.com. Right, that they don't have shoes. List the link to their sneaker line. Well, again, of all the I'll, I'll answer, shoes. I'll answer the question. Well, I'll answer the question $100. for you. I'll answer the question for you. You have the link. You tell us. I'm looking at it right now. The lowest I price I link. see is two thirty. You have the link to Gucci.com, do you not? I have this link that you. Oh, sent no, me, no, no. You, you have. Let's be clear. You have the internet, right? You're online to, to get these. You, you, I have the link you sent me. Right, but you also have the and internet. You're, you're to, saying, uh, you, sir, you sir, slow down, slow down, sir, slow down. I direct. No, 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 no. Let me turn your mic off one more time because I'm gonna direct the conversation. You have the internet. His mic's off. Yeah, your mic is off, sir. Can I hear you as I'm recording? You may think you're talking, but trust me, they don't hear you on the tape. So you have the internet. You have Gucci. You have Chrome or whatever internet browser you use. You're going to have to go in there and you're going to tell us the affordable shoes that you are asking about because we don't have that link. We only have the one link that we gave you. So we'll wait for you to tell us. Now I'm turning the mic back on now. <laughs> I don't see nothing in Gucci that's affordable. <laughs> Gucci's about them dollars. And now which Gucci? Dollars for some yeah. of this stuff. Hey, do what you do. Yeah, some of that stuff looked like trash too. So we'll, we'll we'll give you some time, Q, to go through that as we continue the conversation. These are some ugly fucking shoes. Goddamn. What? Oh, hey. okay. Uh, let's see here. No, go ahead. Keep keep the show going. No, we are. No, I was gonna say they got SZA. I, I see SZA's on that. Uh, we talked about her earlier. She's on the. There's a video of her playing on this page. Interesting. I just have you know, but you know, I did you know, I used this thing called Google that you were telling me, but I did find mm -hmm. uh, Gucci shoes for one hundred fifty four dollars, one hundred eighty nine dollars, two hundred twenty dollars. Where, where at? What was the store? <laughs> nigga, no, no. Where was the store? Use Google, nigga. Oh, well, why don't you tell me what store it was? Why did you tell me what store? What, what is the store? I mean, you could just tell us what is it? Google is it Gucci.com slash something else, and we can look it up. Or where are you looking? Okay, I'll put the. I apologize. I'm apologize there you for go. saying you, you put the I'm link. Apologize to, I'm apologize for using the n word. I got. got I triggered. got a little bit. You got a little triggered. I got a little bit out of control. There you go. Calm, re relax. Yeah. In in the words I, of the drink chat. Would you relax? Let me no, let me turn your mic off. So first of all, ain't you don't ever say, "Can I stop?" I'm talking, nigga. This is my show. Let's be clear. 
relax. So go ahead and put the link in. There you go. All right. Now turn your mic back on now. You know, it's hard. Oh, to oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Real quick. By the way, the shoes in the photo that you said that are aimed toward that you agree are aimed towards black people. I'll send you the link, but there's they uh, retail at eight fifty. Damn. Now, CQ, here's the thing, Q. I, I, I really and I'll put this in the show notes. That link that you just sent. Uh huh. Those are not real Gucci shoes. No. <laughs> So that's why when so here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, when somebody asks you, just tell me what the store was. That's why I said specifically, just tell me Gucci.com slash thing and we'll find it on the store. You didn't you know why you didn't do that? (laughs) Now it's ironic that he ain't talking with his mic is up because he caught. But this is at and and y'all gonna know this site. Uh it's E T S Y. A lot of y'all Etsy. Etsy. So that means these are made by regular people. And they just selling them. So when you have these, and it's so funny that you you put the, the red, black, and green Gucci shoe. <laughs> really, Q? So not only Q are they mark if it was a go with your argument that they're they're marketing the black people heavy, right? They got blue, blue red, black, and green Gucci shoes. You know goddamn Gucci ain't making no red, black, and green But anyway. These are not real Gucci shoes. These are bootlegs. These are custom made by a person. So your argument is null and void. There's another link. Try again. Okay, good. Yeah, try again, nigga. Because, whoo. Old man cute, my brother. (laughs) There's another link in there, by the way. There we go. Now, here we go. Nordstrom's.com. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, well, the first one's five hundred fifty dollars. Okay, and that's a that's a slipper. Uh, Seven hundred thirty dollars. Nordstrom makes nothing or sells nothing cheap. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred and ten for some house shoes. Damn. Really? Really? These are. I got to give it up to Gucci. This is a sandal for two hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> ain't even a tennis shoe, Nick. If you can get them dollars, get them dollars. So all the tennis shoes. What's the lowest tennis shoe on here though? Five eighty. Wow. So your point was what, Q? I just want to make sure I'm... All right, I'll, I'll take the L on there that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're making a breakthrough. We're making a breakthrough. These are but so I, I, could, I could continue my argument, and I, I, will have, you I will have to retreat and say, it looks like shoes are very expensive at Gucci, but then my argument would then be... Mm. I just think it is deplorable that anyone is marketing shoes to our people at these prices. Okay. You could say that. And as long as you kept it even, then that's fine. But so I but, said but that L, L is received. I, We're exactly. Gonna, I said, I sure. said, fuck them too. Right. L is re- of- Sure. I said, right. L is received. We'll move on. <laughs> and you know what? With that, I actually, wanna, I'm going to get on the record. You have on record. You took the L. It's all right. I, I want to get up. Can I ask the question? Real quick. I just want to hear y'all say you all think there's no problem with LeVar Ball selling these $500 shoes or Gucci selling these, these shoes and marketing them to black youth. I have no problem with it. I have no problem either. I have no problem with that. That's his business model. You don't have to buy it. There you go. All right. Now it's on record. Now. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, quite what a show, right? 
What wait, wait, is, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we got to, yeah, we got to, unfortunately, got to cut it, man. Uh, the time, uh, way over time. Uh, <laughs> we, we could keep going, I know, but we, we've, Can I ask you one other question? we've had so much. Real quick, I don't know if I'll be able to answer it, but go ahead. I'm going to put one more link in there. And I'm going to ask if these are Gucci shoes. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, because of time, we're going to have to accept this L off the record because um, he's not here to join us today. But ladies and gentlemen, you have had quite a show today. Uh, Q Strong, where can they find you online? You can find me on the Red Shirts. If you go to um, Red, uh, Red Shirts on YouTube, you can find me at Facebook, the Red Shirts a Star Trek podcast. You can find me at the real Q storm, no, real Q storm, R E E L real Q storm.com. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Facebook, Tumblr, look under Star Trek, the red shirts. All right. And Pooh. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh. All right. Big sexy and sack. Uh, excuse me. I can be found on Twitter under W S E Mark, Facebook, Mark Wiggins, I can also be found on the red shirts along with Q. All right. And of course, you can find us here on podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. I hope you had a good time listening to this. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.